Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. It's How We Seize It, episode 92. This week we're tackling John Wick, the very first one. Um, this was a 2014 release. Uh, since then, there's been two more releases, uh, so it's a it's a trilogy now. Apparently going to be, I don't know what they call where they make five. Oh, I don't know, but I know they're shooting the fourth one right now, and they, yeah. I think they were planning on shooting both of them back to back, four and five, but maybe the pandemic uh, halted that. Oh, but they maybe. have another one, uh, yeah, ready to go. I think four and five are... Are slated. Yeah, so Four is shooting right now, which is cool. It's slated to be the yeah. released uh, in um, <laughs> next year sometime, March maybe. Yeah, know. yeah, something like that. But yeah, it's supposed to be five. I've heard different stories that like uh, someone said it's the five stages of grief. You know, the diff- each different episode. So we'll see if that holds <laughs> up when, when we when we're you know episode three hundred and something, and we're we're doing the the fifth uh, John Wick movie or something. <laughs> yeah, this and this is uh, brought to us by a poll that you put out. So this is the fans are how how he sees yeah. it. Fans wanted this one, so yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, that that's kind of fun to. Well, there was one that was on my list anyways, or on our list at least, and yeah. we talked about it. But yeah, it was it was like, okay, do we do Loki, which is really relevant right now, or do we jump on John Wick? And um, what else did I put out there? I put a couple others. I can't remember um, exactly what they were. But uh, Loki and, and John Wick were the ones that got the votes, and then uh, John Wick definitely won out, which I'm, I was stoked for because I, I, uh, last Christmas I bought a, a three-pack that had all three movies in it in, on Blu-ray and one, one cassette or one little container and i was stoked to get it because i i didn't i think i had wick i had john wick one but i didn't have two or three so getting the three of them together really worked out well and so that's nice i i had i watched it we watched my brought it up last week and i found that it was on peacock it was it was uncut but it was with commercials uh just so i thought so we watched it and it was kind of annoying to have the commercials kick in every once in a while (laughs) but then i watched it again and i found out because i was just doing some searching on some of my streaming and i found i found it on amazon it says free to you and it turned out i bought it (laughs) i bought it a while ago (laughs) so i actually had it available for me to stream on amazon Uh, so i watched i watched it again and i got some of the trivia stuff and that actually had bonus features too so i watched a lot of the behind the scenes stuff which was so cool to watch those were neat yeah Yeah, i actually uh, was able to download you know how they that when you buy the dvds you get the digital download yeah so i was able to download that and watch it which was nice uh cool before we get too deep into this, we're gonna we're gonna cover what we always cover on these. Uh, before we get to that, also I, I need to introduce myself because I'm being a bad host by not doing that. Um, I'm one of your main hosts here, uh, Noah, and with me always is my main man Steve. <laughs> Say hi, Steve. Hi, everyone. I almost didn't make it today. I uh, I've been moving my son to uh, UC Davis today, and so uh, we drove out there, and and I just got back in the nick of time to start things up. Uh, but uh, but that's that's exciting. I think he's 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 a senior now uh, at Davis. <laughs> but this is actually his first time on campus because his whole uh, right. junior year was was uh, all all remote. So I moved into yeah. the transfer apartments, and that's exciting. To, to we are we are now uh, empty nesters here at this house. Yeah. Well, you replaced <laughs> him with a dog, so that's okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> my my daughter's uh, uh, said that because because two of them finally moved out. We still have one here, but as soon as they moved out, we ended up getting two dogs. 
and and, and so they're like, oh, I see, we're being replaced by dogs, and we're right. like, no, not really. But then again, <laughs> well, our daughter, we replaced her with a bearded dragon, so I don't know if uh, <laughs> Jimmy probably made out a little bit better than that, but. <laughs> Nice. All right. Uh, now that we got that part out of the way, let's get into what we're drinking for this episode. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have for, for this one. So. Well, why don't you start, though? Okay. I... Okay. Well, I did two because Me I was too. going back. Okay. And... Nice. Okay. Nice. <laughs> but, but let's do one and one. And, okay. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with, I, I, I took a sip of this earlier and um, just because I, I, it's alcohols I've never had, or two alcohols I've never had before, so I was curious and, and um this was called uh, bringing a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> right, this is what I found, and and so I was going through all kinds of different things, and so this is uh, two ounces of uh, bourbon, um, and I went with a bullet bourbon just because you know sure. you got a lot of bullets out there. It's a great bourbon, um, and uh, and it yeah, fits. then it has a uh, one ounce of, I think it's called Aperol. Aperol. It's an Italian. I, I might be saying it wrong. It's spelled a. Ape roll. So I'm, I'm thinking it's probably not called ape roll, but uh, Aperol, <laughs> it's an Italian thing. Because, you know, we don't I, have Boer Bo here. I'm sure he'd, uh, yeah, oh, he would know exactly the correct he's, pronunciation, but uh, he's probably I'll, I, I think, right now. I think it sounds good. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a text as soon as this is out and he listens to it. This is what it is, you idiot. Uh, and then Campari, uh, one ounce of Campari. Nice. Um, so I've never had either one of those before, and so I wasn't sure what to expect, and and uh, so I took a I took a little sip of this, and um, it is not good. Uh, wait, are you a Campari fan? I mean, Campari is very bitter. Uh, I've never had it before. Okay, and, <laughs> and yeah, it is very bitter, and yeah. So I was like, mm, what is going on with this? Uh, so I had my wife take a sip of it too. She and she gave me the best bitter beer face I've ever seen. Um, and she and she's like, you're not going to drink that, are you? I'm like, yeah. She goes, you can't drink that. That's gross. <laughs> so, uh, but I I do have it. I I will drink it. Um, I will suck it down for the podcast because nice. I I chose it and made it. But yeah, this is uh, bringing a knife to a gunfight. Nice. You, you know, you, you say looking into drinks that kind of uh, have themes of John Wick I investigated one of the drinks I found which I you know I, I didn't I didn't do this one but it but it had um, it was it had something to do with a pencil you know it was because oh, yeah. he talks about the pencil Country guys with a pencil yeah um, and I did a little research on that and I found there's actually a drink out there where they do sh they um, they soak pencil you kind of extract the lead and then you soak the, the 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 pencil wood in in like an in like an alcohol of some sort you let it soak and then you kind of take some shavings and you it, it was like what the hell is this and um <laughs> but so there was a it was a there was a lot to do to make that happen and i really wasn't interested in drinking pencil so uh yeah no i'm with you <laughs> so i ended weird. up kind of getting uh going more towards things that i wanted to drink um, okay. <laughs> so my so I'll, I'll I'll start with my first one. Both of mine are, bur are bourbon based as well. Uh, that's a that's a great uh, theme for this this movie. I think uh -huh. um, um, certainly that's his drink of choice. And the right, first right. one, the first one I uh, is called a um, a whiskey daisy, and it's it's also referred oh. to as a bourbon bourbon daisy. But I liked whiskey daisy because it sounded kind of like whipsy daisy. Um, yeah. And, and Daisy and was the dog. Daisy was the dog, yes. And so this is, let me bring up the, um, what this is. It's uh, one and three quarters ounces of bourbon, a half ounce triple sec, quarter ounce of grenadine, and three quarters lemon juice. So I just squeezed some lemons off our tree. I had, uh, I had the rest of the ingredients, and it looks pretty 
tasty. And uh, so, yeah, here we go. A whiskey, a whiskey, uh, whiskey daisy. Whiskey daisy. <laughs> it's funny. I looked for I looked for puppy themes one, uh, two, and I was like, hmm, is that is that going too far? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's sweet, though. I mean, this is this is a. Um, it sounds it delicious. Certainly has that grenadine kind of sweet sweetness to it. Yeah, um, that kind of that get that syrupiness. Yeah, um, and and the the lemon adds a little too. I, it's not great, I love but it's the lemon. it's it's good. Um, I love a lemon in, lemon in my beer. Or my other drink's a little bit more sophisticated, which is what I <laughs> wanted to drink, uh, but it's not yeah. quite as uh, it's quite not quite as John Wick themed. But you go ahead and go with your yeah. second one, and then we'll get to. I'll, it. I'll, I'll trade you any time because this this was horrible. <laughs> um, so uh, I I was I was gonna go with just the gu- uh, knife uh, knife at a gunfight, um, and I had to buy some I had to buy some of the alcohols for that. Um, I bought the bourbon. Uh, just yeah, I have bourbon, but I bought some more and the uh, aperol. But this one, I realized I had the ingredients at home, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, I don't. This doesn't sound good, but it it fits, and I have the ingredients, so I was like, okay, I'll make it anyways. It's called an assassin. Okay. And uh, so it's uh, uh, equal parts, and and I did it, it had I saw several different ones, so I did a half ounce, half ounce bourbon, um, and I, I went with a Jack Daniel's bourbon because that was the one I pulled up. It said Jack Daniel's bourbon, so I had that. Uh, half ounce of tequila. I had that, so uh, I had a, a, a white tequila, and then a half ounce of peppermint schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's what I was thinking at first too, and I was like, "That's well, that's the first think... alcohol I got drunk on." So it yeah, never... no, a lot of people, a lot of people, and I didn't. I was like, I don't think I have peppermint schnapps, but then when I looked, I was like, "Oh shit, I got peppermint schnapps. I'm gonna make this." <laughs> but not only that, but then it's uh, it's then it's four ounces of Coca Cola on top of that. Uh, poured it in a glass over ice, and uh, this actually is surprisingly better than I was expecting. Good, yeah. Well, I mean, using it, using a peppermint schnapps more as 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 uh, it just know, gives you a little additive mint stuff, then you're going to get some mint. Yeah, that yeah, that's it, better. It's uh, it actually I, I don't me. recommend getting drunk on it for the first time you ever <laughs> no, get drunk. No, it's not uh... ever. <laughs> Never get drunk on it. Actually, peppermint schnapps is really good with like uh, chocolate milk or uh, chocolate uh, hot chocolate. Um, so this is interesting. It has a um, a kind of a chocolatey uh, mint flavor to it, almost like a peppermint patty. Um, like if I was going to rename this 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 drink, I would call it a peppermint patty because it it has that kind of chocolate with a with a mint chaser kind of flavor to it. So it's okay, pretty decent. Nice. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm more excited about that one or, or happier with that one than the other. And what I'll probably end up doing is. I'll take a swig of the knife and then I'll I'll chase it with an assassin just to get it down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So those are those were my two. All right, my second one's a little more sophisticated as well. Um, I was uh, looking for a another bourbon-based drink, but I was looking for kind of a a smoke theme. I thought I thought oh I can get it smoky, just kind of like thinking of of gun gun residue gun and and uh, gun smoke and. Um, Part of me, I was thinking, oh well, there's there's smoky smoky whiskeys, but then you're getting away from bourbon. But I thought I thought of a, a, a smoky cokey, which is the Lagavulin and Coke, which <laughs> I thought was great because yeah. he uses a Heckler and Coke uh, uh, P. You know what the the gun uh-huh. that he uses that's his that's his favorite gun of choice. I thought, oh, there's a I could I could come up with some sort of pun off of the Heckler and Coke, and I thought a smoky cokey was kind of fun. But a Lagavulin is not the not the cheapest. Um, <laughs> right. scotch and it's also uh, not bourbon so I, I I went back to a smoky theme with uh, with uh, mezcal 
So mezcal is a smoky, oh. uh, smoky agave based like tequila. And, and I found a bourbon and mezcal drink. It's called a um, Zapatero. And I did find a, a, a bourbon that's called ammunition bourbon kind of went along with it. I thought that was, nice. that was nice uh, just to kind of uh, give it a little character to the, or a little John Wick uh, nod. Yeah. Uh, but this is, um, I used El Silencio Mezcal, which was actually recommended in the, in the recipe. And I found that that's something I went out and bought. Um, that's one and a half ounces of the mezcal, half ounce of the, the bourbon. Uh, two bar spoons of orgeat. That's kind of a sweetener, uh, like okay. a like a. I think it's like an almond based. I've used that in some of my other recipes, and that's delicious. And uh, I had that on hand. A dash of Angostura bitters. A dash of Aztec chocolate bitters. I didn't have mm. that, but I picked some of those up. Oh, I actually and, have that. Yeah. Well, and and then it's uh, garnished with uh, an orange twist cranberry and grated cinnamon i couldn't find cranberry <laughs> I, I ended up getting some dried cranberry and just uh trying to um uh rehydrate it by putting in some water so they're a little shriveled but uh, a little rehydrated oh, okay. but uh, that's that's the garnish so uh and then oh, i, I grated a grated a cinnamon stick uh to get the <laughs> to get the grate. So, so yeah so this is called a, a zapatero which i think is like a shoe salesman or something like that but but it seemed more sophisticated and still bourbon based got some ammunition and some uh, smoky mezcal in there too so i'm hoping yeah. this is a little bit more sophisticated kind of like the uh, continental <laughs> Um, yeah <laughs> nice oh that's nice yeah okay good yeah that's good that's good yeah <laughs> yeah my my drinks aren't aren't the best this time but uh no you know i get i get going down those themes and sometimes you sometimes you find a winner sometimes you don't and it's uh, tough with I the was, themes because some, sometimes the themes lead you down to something that you're just not interested in like pencil yeah. lead what the hell right um so yeah, I tried to balance this time with something that I kind of wanted to drink and still had a few nods to the to the right. movie. So well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of alcohols drink you know shown in this too, and I, I went down some of the the rabbit holes with those, but all of those are very high end like expensive like uh, the one the the Baltins right uh, um, that was one of the ones uh, Bo called out for us. Uh, that's one that's in there, and it's like an eighty dollar bottle. And I'm like, it's, you know, until we get a Patreon rolling and we got people helping us with this. <laughs> I know, that's what I told him. I said, yeah, on our podcast salary, I don't know if we can afford it. Blanton, I think is what it, what it is. Blanton? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's There's what he's that drinking one. when he's getting all sewed up, right? And yeah. And have the have the bottle I think they that. show it more than once. And there's there was another one. There was also like a, a Russian uh, vodka, like a Russian. It, it actually has Russian in the name. Uh, there's also a very high-end uh, vodka that they show him drinking. Um, not not John Wick, but um, Vigo, his uh, his uh, counterpart, I guess, or his his main main antagonist in this. But yeah, there's there's a couple different drinks that uh, that go through, and so I looked into those a little bit. But each one of them, like, yeah, if I could even find them, I can't I can't really you know put my mind around spending eighty dollars on one bottle for for this podcast um, until we <laughs> until we get sponsors um it, not that i don't love you guys and i want to drink for you but uh just i got way too much other drinks i, finish I think off. it's i think it's better if we're gonna if it's if it's something like a bourbon you know i probably yeah. could have convinced myself if i actually find <laughs> find that bourbon uh, i'm maybe in in like a I don't know, not a full size, but maybe if they had like a, a half, oh, uh, the little, the little <laughs> 325 mil or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Um, something a little smaller uh, because it's bourbon. I love bourbon. So 
Uh, but but sometimes you get these weird things that are you're just doing as additives, and you've got to buy the whole thing if you want. It's like screw that. I'll come yeah, up with yeah. my own no, little I, substitute. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unless I know it's going to be out the park, like I love this and I'm going to be drinking this for the next week every night. Yeah, it's hard for me to do that. And and realistically, bourbon's not my my go-to choice. I, I'd be more of a rum guy, I think. Um, but also, I'm not I'm not a straight drinker. I I, I pretty much always have mine with mixers or. Well, that's bourbon's got some great. That, I, that's why I was kind of excited just to kind of do some exploration on what some good. Uh, things to, to put with uh, bourbon and especially I was looking for another spirit you know because it's not often you know maybe you get your um, Long Island iced teas where you're throwing all sorts of spirits <laughs> together but typically right. you know you, you stick with one spirit and then you add some, some I've seen, to I've seen quite a few where they'll mix like uh, like you said tequila or they'll mix I've seen vodka mixed with bourbon quite a bit um, yeah. a couple different things like that and then some just off just offshoots of these like little flavor kind of alcohols stuff that you wouldn't drink by itself but as, a, as an additive to something else all right, well, that's what we're drinking. Um, hmm. That's going to help us get through this this uh, podcast. I don't think it's going to be hard to talk about this because I personally really enjoyed this uh, movie from the day one I saw it. And I, I can't remember if I saw this in the theater or not. I do remember when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, that is the fucking... <laughs> kick-ass of kick-ass kind of movies i and you know uh keanu reeves gets a bad rap for his acting and stuff like that but when he hits a hits a role that is right in his alley like uh the matrix was um and and he gets going which is john wick 100 he is fabulous <laughs> yeah it's I great because he doesn't have that many lines um and and he he acts more i mean he puts you know he does 90 percent of the stunts and learns everything mm -hmm. about uh what what his character is is doing he really i think he kind of backed the project too it sounds like he found the script and sent it to these these directors well they weren't directors they were just like actually i think directors, they, they came to, someone came to him someone came to him with a script and he took it to the right uh, guys to direct it but i don't think he found i think someone came to him saying we want you to do this and he says i'll do this but i want these guys to be part of it and i think he originally went to them as just the stunt, uh, stunt coordinators, and then it turned out to to end up having them direct it, which yeah, worked they, out perfectly. I think he he was hoping that they would be interested in directing it as their first feature. Yeah. They, <laughs> they'd done some second unit and 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 it, oh, some of their history with the stunt coordinator uh, job. What were they were with? Uh, I wrote it down. Uh, they did a tons they, of stuff. They their company, the eighty seven eleven stunt company. Uh, uh -huh. It sounds like they actually um, would cut together scenes that they would put together in their in their st stunt studio um, and market it by they by what they would just get all their stunt people together and make little oh, scenes stuff, cut yeah. them together and send them out and mm -hmm. they got a lot of work and they became kind of an yeah. on uh, uh, a high profile stunt company and uh, it was great I was they actually showed some of those things in the behind the scenes of of John Wick and they were great these these little student yeah. student productions but the stunt <laughs> work is awesome and it gives them experience in, well, that's in what making movies. everybody has, has said is that these guys are incredible it's uh excuse me chad chad <laughs> chad uh i'm gonna butcher his last name okay um stalinsky i think that's right stalinsky he he's been the the actual stand-in for uh keanu for many a many a movie like he was his um uh stunt double in all of the matrix oh i didn't know like that. that okay yeah, um, in several in several movies, actually, he's gone back. I think all the way to Point Break, he was part of even. Um, 
which may have been where he first first met uh, Keanu Reeves. I think he was a stand-in for some of that too. So he's been doing being, been doing Keanu for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> take that how you will. Uh, so yeah, this. <laughs> but I mean, he so Keanu Reeves nails this, and this is this is uh, you know one of those movies where. I don't know if they would have put someone else in it. Like, you know, you see a movie and they got an actor that kills it. And then you try and think who else could have done it. And I personally cannot think of someone else that would have made this, made this what it is. Yeah. Um, not made it what it is. I mean, there was a lot of movies I, that it reminded me of. Cause you know, we just oh, saw, for sure. what was the one we just saw with, uh, uh, extraction, nobody. Um, Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, so you can find different characters, but it's hard if you want something that's a little bit more film noir, uh, graphic, com graphic, uh, comic style, graphic like, novel. Yeah. Graphic like, novel like style. this is, um, Keanu Reeves is a good choice. You know, I was, the script was, I think it was originally written for like, you know, an older, yeah, older yeah. person, six year old, a little bit more, yeah. you know, that had some history behind him. You know, he was still raised by, you know, the Russian mafia or, and, yeah. and, but uh, but then I thought about it. It's like Keanu Reeves. You know, he was he was in his late forties uh, when he made forty nine or fifty forty nine. I think when you did this one. Okay, so so you know he certainly got some age behind him, which which yeah. is good. It kind of gave him that gritty look. Um, he didn't look forty nine though. No, you know he's a young looking guy. <laughs> no, yeah, he he he's him and Paul Rudd. They they got this deal with the devil where they do not age <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, I I he's he's older than me and he looks like. He looks like he could be my kid. It sucks. Uh, it's but, so uh, fun to no. see him behind the scenes too, because he's so enthusiastic, just like a like a yeah. kid in a candy store, just playing with all the stuff he is. But then in the movie, he's you know he just kind of grunts. He's got he doesn't have many lines. <laughs> it's like a lot of the times, just the fact you know he he just like hangs up the phone. Yeah. He never speaks he to had... Vigo on the phone when Vigo calls him. Right. Vigo does That's all the talking one. and he's just listening. And then he hangs he up has a few lines through this that he delivers well enough. There is one. It, it took a little while. I remember that first funeral scene when he's meeting with, uh, oh. they got the umbrellas and he's just like, yeah. like one of his first lines and you go, oh God, it's he's Keanu Reeves. But, but I mean, he, yeah. it, it's, there's not much to the line. So how do you, how do you play it? You know, he's I, just I, playing well, he, straight. I mean, he doesn't get many of those ones that like you are, are iconic for him being so bad, you know, with some of his other stuff, like his English accent and, and some of the other ones or his, his, you know, I am an FBI agent kind of thing, you know, where it's just, Okay, Keanu. Well, he's you know, got his whole uh, I'm, I'm back uh, speech. When so, he's, now, that's <laughs> the one I was going to say. Like, it was going okay, and then all of a sudden it hit that that tone that you're just like, okay, yep, he delivered it just like only Keanu Reeves could do. <laughs> and and it's like, you know, it's it's a classic line, too. It's it's really perfect for this. It's, it's the, you know, people keep asking me if I'm back. Well, I think I'm back. <laughs> you know, and it's just one of those. It's I'm like, thinking I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. Okay. Um, yeah. That's the only one. And, and it doesn't ruin it. It doesn't. It's it's not no, one of those ones. It, well, they even, I think they even put it in the original trailer, too. So, so. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, but but it's it's almost like he has people. He's known for that style of acting, yeah, and so exactly. people go in wanting to see it. It's like you go to an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You want to hear <laughs> the, like, uh, you know, get to the chopper, you know, something yeah, like exactly. that. You want to hear some of his <laughs> taglines, even though they're ridiculous. Um, I don't find you know uh, Keanu Reeves' performance ridiculous. Maybe 
maybe a couple of his performances, Dracula, or, you know, when he's trying to pull off an yeah. English accent or something like that. It's it's yeah, there's some it's, notorious it's pretty hard. bad ones. But uh, but overall, he he just he doesn't have that much range. But what he makes up for it, <laughs> charisma with empathy. His character, oh. even in this, oh, you, yeah. can't, you want him, you know, as as bad of a. They don't really go too much into his history in flashbacks beyond his yeah, no. uh, his relationship with his with his uh, wife. Uh, everything else is more told in like lore in stories Vigo tells the right. stories of, of the boogeyman the Baba, Yaga. Uh, Baba Yaga yeah, he, yeah he, he's who you hire to kill the boogeyman um, yeah and uh, so I think that's better that 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 you don't actually see the, the past history from the movie instead you just hear about it because it would have been a little harder to empathize with a character if you're actually seeing him um, killing uh, indiscriminately people you know it's okay that he's killing all these bad guys but, um, so that's and- that's another thing that a lot of people brought up is that he has a code of honor um, throughout this, and you notice he doesn't actually kill innocents. Um, you know, he, he, oh, there's a couple yeah. scenes where it's like you know, I they, love they that scene the- when it, when the the body when the guard is out there and he puts the gun to him and and says, <laughs> "You're working tonight?" Or what's yeah, working tonight. You might want to take the night off. Yeah, all right, I'm out. <laughs> it was and beautiful. he doesn't show back up. Yeah. In the next three movies, he's not even in them. He yeah. Just, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Um, so a question that uh, got brought up in one of the podcasts I was listening to is, is John a hero? I mean, it, in any way, in any form. I mean, because he is, he is our quote-unquote good guy in this. He's the guy you're rooting for. But does, I mean... Is he is he really a good guy? Because I mean, I, he. <laughs> I, I think this is where films can kind of take. You, you know, you have the frames around a, a, a film. Uh, you have you have the left and right side, the top and bottom, because you are watching it through the camera eye. And if you start bleeding it into the real world, <laughs> no, my God, this is some horrible person that is is an assassin. He probably screwed up. And but but in the in. In this film noir graphic novel style movie, yeah, damn straight, he's a hero. You he's, you he's... you empathize with him. He's he's he has a he's become um, what what is, I mean he's a he's saved. What is it called? I mean he's a he's yeah. a born again. He's a born again in a sense that uh, he born again. And, and now killer? he's now he's now they bring me back in. Of course the yeah. Well, I mean he he definitely is is the victim in this uh, when which which sets him off. And well, I don't. Kind of plays you that. say definitely the victim. I mean that's how the story is told, and that's how they want the audience to get carried along, and it works. Um, but I don't think philosophically, if you really go down the humanistic rabbit hole of it that you could say he's the victim. I think, but that they, that's, they that's where you got to separate his car. I just killed his puppy. I know it's beautiful on screen. I love this movie, <laughs> but I'm just saying that, that you, you still have to treat it as, as fiction. And it's, Oh, Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he is the victim though. The, the, the victim that he, they, they come and steal his mm-hmm. car, not knowing who he was. And that, that's what sets him off. They that pushed makes, that... all the wrong buttons. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, can you do anything yeah. stupider? No, no, I don't yeah. think I can. Wait, hold my beer. Let me see. I know, well, they have the hold my beer moment too. It's beautiful when they got uh, John Leguizamo in there uh, oh, in, the, right. in the chop shop. Uh, and, you know, he comes and visits, and I I love how they edit it too because it's told in a really interesting um, where they do they do flashbacks and they're also doing um, you know different back and forth cuts uh, mm-hmm. where where it's like. You know, John Wick shows up at 
at the shop to to have you know and and uh, John Leguizamo's character pours him a drink you know yeah. and and then and then they tell the story about how uh, Yosef or Yosef right yeah Yosef. Uh, shows up um, and they do it in flashbacks and it's it it's paced so nicely to where um, you know when he when he punches him and you know. And then and then uh, and then the phone call. Vigo gets the right. Know, Vigo calls. You uh, my child? <laughs> yeah, and he says, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." It's, it's just, oh. it just you're so satisfied at those moments. It's so well, yeah. well crafted. Well, that's. I mean, he's the first person to stand up to Yosef. Yosef is <laughs> is a perfect vic- victim shithead. I mean, I don't even know what to call him in this. He, he's the perfect perfect villain. Um, they couldn't have cast anybody better in this too because yeah. uh, it's Alfia. Alfie Allen, and get that out right, uh, who we just had in Jojo Rabbit, who was a total different character in that. But at the time uh, this came out, he was very much wrapped up in um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. And he is a character in Game of Thrones that you fucking love to hate also. Like, a total just, like, could have been a good guy, could have been something, but no. Every choice he makes just is like, dude, you fucking piece of shit. You make all the wrong decisions. You 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 basically you know chose your own path, and now you're gonna have to line it. So having him in this, it almost fits. If if you were a Game of Thrones person and, and knew all that too, you're like, oh, that motherfucker just transferred over into this, and now he has a Russian accent, but he's still the same piece of shit. Um, definitely, just you know that 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 spoiled kid, you know, has money, has no no restrictions on him, can do whatever he, you know, thinks he can do whatever he wants, and you know basically picked the wrong motherfucker <laughs> you, know? you talk about casting and they did a lot of really good casting in this and it's interesting because a lot of these small characters had maybe one or two scenes and that was it it was it was you know like i talked about john Luciano. he you know yeah yeah you know he had a great scene and he sh- he, he shined he was great in that but then you never you know hardly ever see him again uh perkins yeah. uh she's got that oh, yeah. awesome scene um even uh, who I don't know what the guy's name was, but the one that was running or was the uh, the, the one that checked in John John Wick at the the Continental. I know he comes back. In, oh yeah, that's in that, uh, uh, the third movie. But uh, spoiler, that's Lance Riddick who played okay. the hotel manager or concierge. Um, yeah, there's he did he, a great job. He's do. great, and then and then of course the 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 owner manager of Ian of, McShane. Yeah, uh, he brilliant. Winston. But all these characters are brief and. Mm-hmm. perfectly cast uh just to kind of own their moments and uh yeah. and start and start building on the on the underworld which oh, which right. was i thought the best part of this movie it's you know it's it's got a the lot of guns thing. and violence and stuff like that but the fact well, that it's the world building building on the world and that's where yeah, yeah. that's where you want to see another movie and it certainly starts delivering with the with the follow-up movies on on right. the world building yeah. So you you were talking about Perkins, Miss Perkins. We had Adriana <laughs> Palicki. Uh, yeah, we know her. <laughs> yeah, uh, from our Agents of uh, Shield podcast, right? And, and also uh, and, and the Orville, <laughs> which I looked up. Um, and uh, season three of Orville finished shooting August tenth. Oh, finally. Uh, so we and that's it, right? Doing... Isn't isn't that the end of it? I think. I think they were hoping yes. for more, but it sounds like. That yeah, it. it it's hard to say. I know they were okay. talking that it could be, but I I don't I think his plan was to do three or four, but not more more than that. But we'll right. see. Um, 
I'm just glad we're going to get that third season because I, I mean, I miss, I miss the Orville. That was, yeah. that was one of my uh, just happy go lucky shows that just I <laughs> enjoyed watching that so much. Um, so, you know, we talked about um, Keanu Reeves doing all his stunts. So Adrian Paliki, she actually did a lot of training so she could be, uh, do, she did a lot of her stunts in the fight with with uh, him in this one. Yeah, that, I, it sounds like that was a kind of a condition of hiring her. Is they asked yeah. her, you know, we you know we want you to do some stunts and yeah. uh, get yourself a little physical. Well, we've seen that in I mean in Agents of Shield she did a lot of stuff and then there she was also in a, a GI Joe movie um, and a couple other things. So she's she's kind of used to it. You know, it's kind of uh, it's in her bag too. And I thought it was really good. I, I like that fight. Uh, I, <laughs> I was I was a little hurt and and because I I love her so much and everything else that that she turned out to be also a little shit bag, and yeah. you know, he basically she had a chance to walk away, you know he had him he gave him you know after the fight he knocks her out essentially gives her to the the guy next door catch and release get, right <laughs> a catch and release and she fucking breaks away and fucking kills him which then you know turns out it it it's what gets her killed in the long run. Is that what got her killed, or just the fact that she broke the rules by by trying to kill? Um, uh, maybe, so, yeah, maybe she wouldn't have ki- gotten killed if she if she was unsuccessful. I, so my my thought is, and and not a lot of people talked about this, you know, directly, but um, they talked about pieces of it. So when John did the the catch and release thing, I think his idea behind it was, look, we haven't fucked up anything yet. If I kill you, I break the rules. You kill me, you break the rules. But if we just fight and let it go, we both walk away from this, right? But then, you know, and that's why he did the catch and release. And she fucked up when she broke out and then shot. I think it was Henry was the guy's name. So I think if she would have just been cool and and let it go, then then she would have been fine and wouldn't have wouldn't have got uh, executed there at the end, which. Oh, yeah. uh, which was pretty brutal. A lot of people brought up some shit on that one. Like, oh, yeah, they wouldn't have just stood, you know, across from each other, been in the crossfire. And I was like, look, <laughs> using small caliber firearms, they're all fucking assassins. They're not going to miss at that range. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of. Although at the same time, I got to say, I thought that, too. It's like, are they like in an X pattern? Can't they just like possibly if the bullet goes through and through? I don't know then if it's going to take the other person out. But- so I, I think it's fair to actually you know bring it up as a as a possibility but yeah i i agree it's not it's not (laughs) so here's (laughs) here's an interesting thing too and this is something i found uh from listening to a couple things and then i i did watch one video on this one it was from uh, a guy called phil or uh, film joy on youtube and he's talking about how um a lot about how john wick is uh mythological you know it's the old greek tragedies and stuff like that they're talking about how how that all fits in and um one of the reasons I bring it up right now with that is one of the things they were talking about was um, that execution could have been kind of like the old, I think it's like old Roman or whatever, where they used to do that kind of same kind of uh, ambush style thing. It's it's like a, a traditional type thing, but they did it with knives before. So this is the kind of same thing where they would come in from four corners. And and so I was like, oh, well, maybe. But yeah, this guy in this, uh, this um, Film Joy video on YouTube goes into some crazy cool stuff about how um how it's all related to mythology and stuff like that and the whole thing like talking about the underworld and uh, you know we talked about the the um character concierge at uh the the hotel um the guy uh, we talked about him earlier 
me find yeah, his name again. Lance, Lance Riddick. Okay. He he played. They they had him listed apparently with the name of uh, Cerberu, I think is what it is, and he's the the ferryman. He's the guy that uh, the first person you meet when going into the underworld. You, you know, he's the one that transfers you across the river Styx. And oh uh, wow. <laughs> and so oh yeah, and and they had the same name, and so he's the first person John Wick sees as he's going back into being in this assassin's uh, work and stuff like that. So it's kind of like him going back into the underground and him going, and it just, there are so many ties in. I, I wish I, I had more time to write it all down, but I was like, holy crap. That we, is just. Yeah. When we get into the sequels, they certainly start uh, start building a lot more on that. And and uh, th that's, I love that part of, of, of it. So I'm glad that they continue to explore that. I have a graphic um poster that i that i i downloaded that that counts all the kills from john <laughs> john wick uh um and you know the, there was there was a quote that uh that the director uh and and i think we talk about chad and dave and they they kind of co-directed it but they weren't able to yeah. get co they weren't able to get co-director um uh well, one of them was listed as director, and one one was listed as producer because of some of the some of the SAG rules or whatever whatever that exactly is about. But, SAG um, fucking them over. <laughs> but uh, one they were talking about it. We're not going to find this quote. Um, there's a one of them was talking about. I think it was Chad talking about. There's a fine line between gun foo and gun porn, and they they were constantly <laughs> trying to walk that line because there's so there is a lot of violence in this, and um, I thought they did a good job keeping it really exciting and not completely gun porn like like they talked about. But it the total kills. So uh, he, he killed seventy seven people. Um, um, I got a breakdown of, let's see, I think there were uh, 122 hits, 19 misses, 86.52% kill ratio, 49, <laughs> 49 headshots. Um, it's got a breakdown of all the all the weapons he used, the Heckler and Coke P, uh, P30L, I guess, was his gun of choice, but then he's mm -hmm. got the Glock and the... He's got all these crazy weapons, uh, but then it also breaks down all the different locations, like like the red circle. He killed twenty eight people, uh, <laughs> twenty three headshots, you know. And uh, right. it's great that someone went through and counted all this stuff because they do such a good job. This is as far as the the cinematic style. Um, we got kind of tired of all that crazy uh, editing work with some of these movies like uh like the bond movie was some of the bond movies were doing it a lot of the stuff that cuts so fast together you can't really follow the action right um but they they stuck more with like the jackie chan style where it's you want to mm -hmm. see the action you do the wide shots you really show everything that's going on so that you can follow you can follow the judo the jujitsu all the gun gun uh -huh. going on and stuff like that and follow what's going on I love that about this because that's the stuff you get excited about. You you know see oh, him rolling sure. on the ground, come up, shot, shot, headshot, and and oh, he did some incredible. I mean, in in all of it, there's you know you know me. I'm always looking for like <laughs> no, that ain't right. There's there's nothing in this that I can actually say no, that doesn't that doesn't look legit. I mean, other than the fact that uh, getting that beat up, stabbed that many times. He yeah, probably would have been. I mean, he's at a superhuman level as, as far as endurance. I'll, uh, that's the only thing, um, really, that kind of you know 
is is a little over the top, but that doesn't. Well, the keymaster, the keymaster gave him some drugs so he could. Uh, he could uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know so if he's a keymaster. What is he? He was in. He was the same guy in the Matrix, the doctor. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he was the he was the key. I think he was the keymaster. Keymaster. I, yeah. I don't know. I think that's from Ghostbusters, but maybe he was it is. But I think it was also. Too. I think it was also the same in in there. But yeah, it, one's looking for Zool. One's looking for something else. <laughs> So, uh, but no, that was, I mean, everything else was pretty legit. Like there wasn't a lot of things, uh, you know, getting hit by the car and not, uh, he, it's. Well, but, the, but they still had it. They, they played the movie out like it was fantasy. You know, here was this mm-hmm. underworld that was not real. It was, it was, <laughs> it was fantasy world, but that's what made that's it. That's New Jersey. That's exactly <laughs> how it is. But, but I'm just saying that that, that. <clears throat> gave it kind of a uh, suspension of disbelief where it's like, you know, yeah. they're doing such a good job playing this out. I, I love to see, uh, you know, some character that is, is above and beyond what is real. Well, we all and- do. And that's, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to not get that. And a lot of people talked about how this, this is kind of like an alternate world where, you know, maybe, maybe killing someone on a professional hit is legal. You know, that's why the cop was like, oh, you working, John? No, just oh. take care of some stuff. Right. You know, or or it's all in a video game. Or, you know, there's all these fan theories that, like, when we get to the fifth movie, we find out that it was actually Neo just put back into the Matrix, and this is now him living out his his new reality in the Matrix. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and so There's fan um, fiction for you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but there's a lot of, in, especially when you get into the second two movies, the, the second and third, where, you know, there's some, some people that don't even react to these people shooting all over. And why is there so many hitmen in, in New York and New Jersey? Like, you know, it's like onions. You're uncovering the layers of the underworld. (laughs) Yeah. So, but in this one, it's very much believable. And this, this could have been a standalone movie and be, be one and done. And it would have been hundred percent perfect. Um, the fact that they made more, I'm not, I'm not opposed to because I enjoyed those too. But this, this is one of those ones where it didn't even really give you like, Oh, here's a here's an open end, so we can have a sequel. They kind of wrapped it all up. They did, but but they teased they they teased some reasons why why sequels would be uh, you you would want a sequel. So I I I think I think this this as a kickoff movie was 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 well well done because it just gave gave enough to say oh I like this I like what you're doing here. I want to see more, and I like the direction they've gone. What, with the what did they too. do? What did they do to Lebo? I mean, well, I, they I, kept it because they kept it so con- concise. the The story is, you know, here here's a man who has tried to redeem himself, and then uh, you know his world goes to shit when his wife dies, and then the only thing that she's left him has been destroyed by someone that's tied to the mafia. Uh, crime family, and so he needs to get revenge, and boom, kick off. Let's 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 watch yeah. his revenge, and you're rooting for him because you totally, uh, you know, all those little little pieces of that that story make sense to you, and they trigger some emotion that says mm-hmm. I'm rooting for this guy, and uh, but it but it's really simple. So, um, but what I mean is they didn't they didn't put huge like. Here's here's a big avenue down to a sequel. They didn't have any of those. Everything was closed out. There there left no no. I think untied. I think what you talked about earlier about world building. They they teased this underworld, and that was what we want to see more of. Okay, um, but th- they didn't tease it. They had world building. 
Okay. They gave themselves an avenue, to, but you know what I mean by untied bows? Like it didn't have someone I, yeah. I, I see walking off. It, it, yeah. that, they didn't have a bad guy get away. They didn't have, uh, you know, they didn't have him kill someone that he shouldn't have during that time. That's going to set up this secondary revenge. You know. No, you're it, right. In fact, in the second, in the in the sequel, the only well, the only thing they left hanging was the car, that which is kind of how they they kick off the first the set the sequel. Where he gets his car back, but other than that, they have to kind of devise this whole new reason why he gets kind of sucked yeah. back into the world. So I see what you're saying. It, it yeah, wasn't no, like it they wasn't... dangled some sort of carrot or or right. left That's him on what a cliffhanger where Han Solo is stuck in carbonite and they got to go rescue him. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> exactly. That, that's what I mean. Is they closed it all up so this could have been a one and done, and nobody would have been like, "But wait, what happens?" You know. We didn't get to know the name of the new dog is about all we didn't get. You you mentioned you know? name, and I, I don't think what the I don't I can't think of what the original title of the movie was, but it Scorn. wasn't John Wick, huh? Scorn. Scorn. First went around as Scorn, but instead they chose John Wick, which I think it was because Keanu Reeves just loved the character's name and it kind of pushed for, <laughs> for Colin and that Colin at that, but it 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 creates a vehicle for him, you know, to to oh, make yeah. more movies. So so they they I think they still kind of cross their fingers hoping people would want more. Oh, I'm sure they did. I, I don't think they ever planned on if this doesn't become great, we're not going to do more. But and, and I know there's some other people out there that were like really giving this shit like like the names. Like there I listened to one podcast and and they should have been just like called uh, we we hate movies so we we just shit on them. <laughs> That's really all they were doing. And it's and I was personally I was like how do you shit on I mean it's they're, they're they're the kind of people that watch the Oscars with their nose in the air and their pinky out on their drink like oh I called that I know how you know just that kind of bullshit and they're like <laughs> this name like why would you call it and I was just like shut up you know it was entertainment no one's out here trying to fucking you know take on this Shakespearean type thing it's a fucking shoot 'em up just shut up and enjoy well, your I popcorn think, I think it's more than that just because of the world building they do they create this right lore. no that's what I mean so, they did so much in this that yeah. that I mean, I, I mean, shoot 'em up. If you look at nobody, that's a shoot 'em up. They didn't quite, you know, capture anything that makes you want to come back and accept, accept if they can come up with more stunts and stuff. This, the, this was the, more fantasy. That that was. Come that on, was they got they got the they got the closer on that that you want to see the brother and the dad in the <laughs> in the Winnebago with all the guns. I want to know where they're going. All right. You know. <laughs> um, I wrote down a list of a couple movies that uh, this made me think of and one of them i think you even talked about wanting to podcast about which is unforgiven the clint eastwood yes. uh, mm -hmm. uh morgan the freeman Revenge. movie which, which if one. you look at some of the storylines is heavy drama but it's very similar to to this as far as a character who has a past as a mm -hmm. as an assassin and gets pulled back in for 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 reasons this is a little different but he does leave his his family behind so he can go and and um, try to help but then event in the end, he has to avenge Morgan Freeman's death, and he becomes he becomes the assassin again, yeah. um, which which is another very movie, heavy, yeah. brilliant movie. <laughs> but uh, one of the movies that this reminded me of, and I don't know if you've seen this, but it's a Tom Cruise uh, movie with uh, uh, what's what's the guy? I can't think of his name. I'll, I'll come up with it. Um, but Collateral. Have you have you heard of the movie Collateral? I, I've heard of it. I don't think I ever saw it, but someone did bring this up that this is kind of the, similar to it. Tom Cruise. I mean. I think he he is brilliant <laughs> in this movie. Um, he he hires a cab uh, in New York to take him downtown and assass he you know he's an assassin to to uh, kill like four or five people. 
Um, and um, it's it's a heavy drama. It's a relationship between him and the cab driver. It's it's a really good movie. But he kind of takes on the same sort of role as Keanu Reeves does in how he handles uh, the gun. Um, you know the way the way that I see Keanu Reeves move uh, through a lot of the a lot of the choreography, a lot of the stunt work. Uh, really reminded me of how Tom Cruise owned that, uh, his gun and, and his, his, um, character in that, which is really an effective movie, but it's a heavy drama. Um, what's, okay. what the hell's the, who, who played Ray Charles? It was the same actor who did Ray Charles. Um, Oh, um, played the cab driver. Uh, and I can't um, think of his name in oh, living no, color. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, living <laughs> color. No, wasn't he? In oh, living that's color? not who I was thinking. I don't know. Um, uh, I'll figure it. Uh, give okay. me a second. I'll figure it. Okay. Um, you know, it, I heard people talking about that, and one of the things someone brought up was the fact that it is a hundred percent. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> uh, you were Tom. Tom. Um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise movie where the difference in John Wick and him is John Wick gets hit and and is realistic. Where Tom Cruise went through this without like ever like sweating or his hair out of place and never got punched and oh, but. It, it is a good movie. Um, I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. And uh, uh, I, I think that was another one that I bought on Amazon just because I that's one that I can watch over and over again. Um, but uh, he's also, it, it's really careful. It has the same sort of um, uh, scene in a, in, a, in a club where the music's pumping and he's, uh, he's really accurate with his gun, uh, with his gun foo, <laughs> you might say. Uh-huh, yeah, right. Um, and they're really careful with the. I, I'd like you to see it just to, to to verify the reloading. You know? Oh, um, in 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 it, yeah. Um, I've I've heard about it. I don't think I ever saw it. Another one. Um, I know people talked about was uh, um, Road to Perdition, was another uh, very similar story. And I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Um, Jamie Fox. That's who it was. Jamie Fox. Was, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I have at the top seen of my head. I have seen Road to Perdition, but I saw it in the theater when it was when it came. Is, that's that's uh, Tom Hanks, another yeah. Tom. Um, but I, <laughs> and it's also uh, who's the Bond guy that uh, I think I think he's in it. I'm not sure. The newest uh, one. Yeah, Daniel Craig. I think is Daniel Craig okay. in it. Um, but I don't remember it at all. <laughs> so so I can't. So speak apparently to it. it's the same kind of story though, where like top assassin, you know, gets wronged by the the big guys son or whatever and the 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 main mafia guy has to give up his family or lose his top assassin i mean it's like word for word type story i i um, think i i think i remember it being when i saw it i thought it was a little overhyped because i i didn't i didn't i had my expectations were a little too high and when i saw it it's like oh so i'd like to see it again because sometimes that can really uh true uh make a movie that's good uh seem not not so good to me so i've been i've been caught up in hype before and it's not good for me <laughs> another pe- another thing people talked about and, and kind of correlated this movie with uh the movie raid redemption redemption have you ever seen that one is that raid 2 is that the second no raid? no no it's the first one okay which was I... which apparently was originally like a, a foreign film and then they yeah. 
Oh, I don't know if they dubbed it or they if it's just if it's done as an um, with subtitles for for an American audience. Uh, I I've never seen it. I've heard a lot about it, but I have never watched it. And I watched a trailer again today, and like, I, oh my god, I want to go fucking see this. So I know I've right seen now. the second one. I don't know if I've seen the first one. Uh, I think I I've heard seen the second the one, one is nothing as good as the first one. But I also oh, heard the first one is no. violent as fuck. No, the second one I believe is the one that really that is is the better one but okay maybe maybe that's i i was i was under the impression that the first one was better but i i will i will uh, go with your recollection on this but isn't raid the first one the raid redemption is it's got a 76 on imdb um let's see raid 2 was well, an 8.0 so maybe um yeah no it might be worth seeing i know raid is i can watch that uh, that was on amazon i think for free um the other one i would now my question I, is Okay, Raid Redemption. It's got the same main character. So. Okay. I don't. The other one, it starts as a stop, uh, a SWAT team. So it's more than just a single guy, but uh, it starts off, I think, as that. But it looked crazy. It's, it's like it looks more, um, like martial arts related. You know, like a oh yeah, less, less guns, more just you know. Kind of like a, a Umbach, you know, where it's it's a lot of the crazy violent fighting and stuff like that. But this one apparently is even just more bloody and just kind of brutal. So, yes, so I, I, I don't know, know if I. OK, when you're dealing with like gun fu and stuff like that, I could see yeah. where it's compared. So, yeah, that's what and that's kind of what they were saying is it has a, a that same kind of like, you know, gung fu type type stuff, which was I, I I'm all about. OK, let's see. Oh, I had some more notes here. I'm trying to figure out what else. Um... I also, I, I just saw a trailer for a movie. I think it's called Old Henry that just just dropped. Um, um, same guy from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He was kind of the, the, the hick. hick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I can't think of his name. But look up the trailer for Old Henry. It's another, it's another Western um, about someone who's who's an assassin that gets kind of triggered and yeah. uh, ends up having Coming to into protect his family and uh uh so i had that listed on my movies that this reminded me of um, well that's another one too was taken um a lot of people kind of uh correlated <laughs> this to taken and 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 some people were saying if they stayed with the old guy premise that it would have been really in line and it almost would have been too too close to well to that I, with um I agree that there's a lot of movies you can compare this to. These it's a, it's a typical revenge movie where someone kind of has a past, but they bury it, and something someone brings about brings it back. But I think where this stands apart from that is that is the underworld building. That yes, that yes. I, I mean, it's very exactly. successful in its in its stunt work, in its gun work, in its in its revenge. Um, I loved I loved all that stuff. I mean, the action sequences <laughs> were brilliant, but what makes it a classic and what gives it longevity, I think, is that underworld. You know, this that, that first the world scene for sure. Yeah, that, that scene when uh, when after he's taken out all the people in his home that raided, has have raided his home, and and uh, you know he calls for a dinner reservation, clean up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the guy comes over and it's the same guy from the Warriors that, you know, that remember the guy who, who, who taunted the Warriors saying, Warriors, come back to play. <laughs> yeah. It's the same actor. I don't know what his name is, but, but oh, I totally funny. recognized him um, from, from that movie from the, I think that was from the 70s or something that 
that right great, uh great movie um and uh he's he's the one that shows up with all his men to clean everything up and the gold coins come out and that's where the world building starts it's like what the fuck is this <laughs> and and right. uh, that and and it gives this this sort of revenge story a new a new take um let's 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 see where this goes and i i'm i'm open I, that's that's where i've loved to see where the sequel goes um uh that the i know the second one they go to the tailor and I, that mm-hmm. that to me is one of the best scenes in the movie is when he goes to the tailor um because yeah, he gets the cool suit which yeah. which answers a lot of questions why does he get dressed up when he goes to assassinate people like why is he wearing a suit <laughs> you know and it's like someone brought that up it's like why would you put the, like why wouldn't you get fatigues like, and stuff like that but i mean that's that's you know, the fantasy they, world of this <laughs> right it, which is cool because they answer that in the in the long run like they they say well this is why he's doing that this is you fiction know? this isn't yeah um well and so remember i was talking about mythology earlier um there's a there's a couple things uh they they talk about um one of the first ones they talk about is is like john wick's journey mirrors the legends of hercules and like him having to do these impossible tasks to do you know to get out from under Hera and all that you know is the same from him having to get out from under Vigo um they're talking about the the concierge which I talked about earlier is directly allegory to uh Charon the boatman oh um, yeah there's even some there's even someone said that like there's one point where he puts his glasses on and the way it's angled it it's angled so that the reflection of the coins come up into his glasses which is uh kind of the mythology where like when you know when you put the coins over someone that died those are the two coins that pay their ferry their boat ferry Ooh, i like uh, that and so like you that. know well that's the graphic that novel out. in this in this where they try to make yeah. it more cinematic and you know the okay. coins represent the toll for the river sticks um wick's impervious suit represents the hercules lion hide you know where he had the lion hide and they were talking about that that's that's actually in the next movie but you know he he wears that it's There's fair these- too because in, in this movie when he's at the red circle and he gets hit by a couple of bullets and you wonder oh my god why didn't you know why- well they do show him putting a, a a bulletproof vest on okay good um they do they do show that uh the continental hotel symbolizes the underworld yeah you know, um, there's all these different things. Uh, in the second movie, there's a character named Ares, if nothing else. Um, it just it's it, it goes down all this stuff, and I was like, holy crap! This is it. It it kind of is far reached, but if you think about it, you could you could put it all together too. Yeah, You're but like, that's oh God, where we want to see movies. We want to see this kind of yeah. fantasy world building. Well, uh, I would love <laughs> to know if that was actually the writer, if that's what they were really thinking when they were doing all this and they kind of put it all together, you know, and I was like, holy crap, if they were really doing that, that is fucking brilliant. I, I, I would so just be enamored with them if that's the case instead of some fan, you know, oh my God, this is what it means. And, you know, like people do, they go down the rabbit holes and there's, you know, but it's easy to think about stuff after the fact it compared to ahead of it. Did you notice that when he, you know, a lot of times when he's killing people, he is looking them in the eye. Uh, there, there's that time when when he stabs the guy with the knife through his, you know, through his chin and up into him. Mm-hmm. He's staring at him, and and there's another time when he's got the knife to the guy's chest and he kind of turns him around so he can kill him from above and look him in the eye. Um, and I'm one, I'm wondering if that if that's something that that was was important as an assassin is that you look all your victims in the eye. Well, you want to see you want to see the life leave them. Okay, I mean, that, that's, that, that's you know that's, you know the job is done kind of thing. I I would think. I, I, I mean, agree. Well, I, that's kind of what I took from that. 
Yeah. Well, think about, I mean, in, in the martial arts that we do, when, when we talk about this, and, and this is something that I teach. Would we kill people, like, you're saying? We, yeah, yeah would, we make sure well, that. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to say when we kill them, but I mean, yeah, if you if you had to kill someone, you want to make sure you finish the job. Don't don't leave a job undone. But when I talk to the kids about when we, when we do our attacks and stuff like that, I, I talk about looking at them in the face. Right. You, you and, and it's it's more of just being not necessarily looking them in the face for for the idea of like, oh, we're going to watch the life leave them. But the idea that you always keep your eye on your your opponent until until you know that they're done. And so it could be something like that. But I always use that as like, yeah, when you're when you're delivering pain, you want to see the effect on that face. You want to yeah. see them wince from that. So, you know, maybe it's something like that. But it, I, it could be something like that. I, I mean, it's one of those details that that's. I didn't pick up on because I was watching and thinking about other stuff, but you did, and and that's cool because there's so much little detail that they cover all. They don't they don't they don't leave stuff half uh, you know turned. We you know I they had some interviews in the in the behind the scenes stuff with the the actual the stunt coordinator who was who was talking about how they they you know when they, they it sounds like Keanu Reeves trained for like four or five months eight hours four a months. day eight hours a day yeah five um, days a week and they did a lot of they did a lot of of filming to, sh- to kind of get a feel on what would look cinematically good for for what he does, you know, because mm-hmm. he's going to be the one basically doing all of the work. But uh, it sounds like they, you know, they, they did a lot of judo moves. They did a lot of jujitsu mm-hmm. moves. But the jujitsu style is there's so much Japanese that's that's it's tougher cinematically because so much of it is is hard to represent on the screen that they they kind of they kind of. Molded it or adapted it a bit so that you could be a little so bit more a little... aware of what was going on on screen. Yeah. So it wasn't. It was kind of a. It was kind of a balance between what is well, what is what works and what is cinematically effective. And yeah. they tried to kind of merge those things. So there could be some someone looking at some of these things. So no, that's not right. But it, well, it sounds like they really thought about we have to we have to do it right, but we also have to make it cinematically appealing. Let's find a compromise and do it. Well, that there's way. two parts to it too. Yeah. So it's not it's not competition jujitsu right they're not they're not he's not trying to tap anybody out he's <laughs> right. using moves like he's using moves to break and stuff like that it's also japanese uh this isn't point that, sparring that's right right exactly <laughs> someone on the top so, of the head and get a point so there is some things in there that are, are straight legitimate you know jujitsu moves judo moves uh he also trained in in karate um in some kung fu uh i'm looking at this so uh i was trying to figure out like okay what what kind of martial arts does he have does he has a black belt he actually he doesn't have a black belt but he's been training in martial arts for several years in different styles um kung fu jujitsu judo boxing karate um but he's never done it as like i'm looking to get a belt he it's more informal it's like i just want to go and and i want you to teach me whatever you want to teach me i don't want i'm not i'm not here to get a belt kind of thing so he's been doing plenty of martial arts and and kind of like an mma fighter he's he's molding them all together and 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 picking and choosing you know what works in what situations and stuff like that and you see some of it you see some of the 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 kung fu um kind of karate stuff some of the the chops and and strikes he makes and some of the blocks and stuff like that um you see a lot of the judo and the throws uh, some of the jujitsu where he's rolling around on the ground and there's a couple arm bars and some and there's a choke and some things like that. So there's bits and pieces you can pick out of all it. And so it's like literally he's got this toolbox and he's picking and choosing what he needs all the way through it. I, I noticed uh, Rob uh, McGraw was another one that he, he yeah, tuned in. Yeah, uh, the uh, 
the stuff that uh, Perkins when Perkins fight when 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 she fights John Wick <laughs> in the hotel and you know she comes in with a gun but ends up ends up having to go do some hand to hand combat and, you know and he's wounded but at the same time she's really have to throw in all her weight behind everything she does it reminded me of uh, that movie with uh, Charlize Theron uh, Atomic Blonde um, yep. and where she's another assassin but she's having to really back you know she's got she doesn't have much backup mass so she just does right. everything she can and it's so effective to watch that that choreography in atomic blonde and it reminded me of of a little bit of this scene where where you really have to go you really have to sell it you have to you have to put everything behind mm -hmm. your your backup mass because uh, you know you're dealing with someone that's probably uh you know She's probably sixty pounds. Two thirds your weight, you know, or something. You know, yeah. she's 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 lighter. She she can't. Well, so she's so, got to. Yeah, go ahead. But coming from okay, so this this uh, there, there was another podcast I listened to today, and uh, I got very irritated because it was <laughs> it was so. I, I don't remember what the premise of the guys, but it was a couple guys, and they were talking about that scene specifically, and they were saying, "There's no way she could have done all this." This hundred pound girl trying to, and I'm like, first off, bullshit. Because I know some women that are a lot lighter than me and will fuck me up if I don't, you know, if I don't she's watch myself. She's pretty big too. She's not a. Yeah, she's not. She's not a little waif, and 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 it's not all about that. Technique does count. Weight has a part of it, but technique is also a big, big part of it. And you can overcome. You did your your black belt thesis on this. So. Exactly. So um, I, I I I was sitting there yelling at my fucking headphone today, like you fucking idiots. But then the, one of the other hosts on that show brought up. He's like, because he was talking to the other guy. He's like, look, so we're gonna put you in in a, a living room against Ronda Rousey, right? And I bet you anything. In 15 seconds, she's whooped your ass. And the guy's like, oh. Well, yeah, I, I guess you're right. And it's like, so it's, yes, technique can overcome weight. Weight helps 100%. But if you have good technique, you can throw someone twice your size. It's been shown, judo, jujitsu. That's kind of what a lot of it's about is, is leverage and stuff like that. So that to me was a leverage, very believable yes. fight. Yeah. And, and I, so, I thought they demonstrated it that way. It wasn't it wasn't just, uh, you know, one style. Instead, they they, yeah. they stylized the fight to say, here's someone that's having to compensate for the fact that they they don't have the weight. So they're going to have yeah. to use other moves that that, that well, and, and leverage so someone is else great. Was, yeah. They were bringing up it was like almost like these guys have had something before, like they they might have they might have tangled in the sheets before. You know, they're, they're, they were familiar with each other's bodies a little bit. And so they were calling it like a, a love making <laughs> fight kind of thing. And, and I was laughing at that. And it was like it's true, but then there's also the fact that John you always were a pussy. Isn't that what he, isn't that what she says or something like that? <laughs> yeah, but but he he doesn't pull his punches. He smacks her right in the fucking face. You know he it, he doesn't play around. So, uh, you know it, I thought it was great. I like I said I was <laughs> I was a little hurt when she kind of did her do and got herself killed because I was like I you know she's just someone I enjoy watching on film and, and you know I'd love I'd love her to kick my ass around a room one of these days. Um, so <laughs> I didn't know when I first saw the movie and I saw it in the theater, I didn't know, uh, who she was. This was the first oh, right, time right. I, I knew her. So, so this time, uh, rewatching it, it was, it was neat to say, Oh, I know her from Yorville. <laughs> I know her from uh, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's nice. Got a little uh, more backstory on yeah, her now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, she's, she's great. But that, that was, that was awesome. Um, some of the other characters we haven't really talked about, and I want to get into those before we get too far into this, uh, William Defoe's character, um, Marcus. He's a, he's a very interesting character in this because you, you're never really 100% sure is he, is he a friend or is he a foe. Um, one of the, you know, 
I had heard people talking about this and then watched it, watched it again. So I, I was listening before I went and did my rewatch. Uh, in the funeral scene, when he first walks up to to Keanu Reeves and to J- John Wick's character, he goes, uh, you know, he's like, I'm just, you know, why are you here? He's like, I'm just checking to see, you know, if you're if you're okay. And he's like, is that all? You know, basically, he was like, like you here to kill me? You know, kind of yeah. like. And, uh, but you, you know, I got the sense that he was he was literally there as as a friend and. You know, I mean, it shows well, he, he saved I, his I think ass. It's, it's fair that you don't know. You're not quite sure until, until you know, he until he shoots uh, Perkins, you know, or he shoots at Perkins to kind of warn. Well, even then, it's yeah, like, he shoots the pill. He shoots, he shoots the, pillow. the pillow. It's a little bit, it's a little bit off, and that's when you say, oh, you know, if he really wanted to sh- kill John Wick, he would have done it. Well, um, and, but it proves it later because he's about the same distance away when the two guys have John Wick. Uh, hold it up in the chair in the church and he shoots the guys. Yeah. Uh, which basically lets, so yeah, he, he didn't miss that shot. Yeah, no, no. I know. And, and <laughs> but, but it's fair at the beginning as you're watching to not be quite sure, you know, when, when he takes the, when he takes the contract on Wick's life and you know, it's like, is it, Did is he it really, is it exclusive? Uh, no, it's not exclusive. I'll take it. You know, he, he like is immediate yeah. right after that. So you're like, oh, is he trying to protect him or, or is yeah. he, is he really going to take the 2 million? Um, yeah, it takes a little time, but in the end, you know that, you know, he was, he was, he was, he was, which he had John God, back. Yeah. Fucking. So I, uh, that was such a hard part for me to watch. Cause I, I, I really like William Defoe. He's, he's one of my favorite actors. I, I, I just, something about him. I've always enjoyed watching. He just, He's just one of those guys. And then when they, when, you know, he gets double crossed by Perkins essentially and, and Vigo, you know, beats his ass and, and ends up killing him. I just, that's a, such a hard to watch. You're like, Oh, just, it, it was at least so he kind of had a little bit more of a victory in the end when he got, the he took, gun. he, he went took, out on his own he way. He went out and he even says that I'm, I'm doing this yeah. my own way. Doom, doom, doom. And then he gets killed himself. Yeah. But, but uh, you feel a little better that, you know, Although, yeah, yeah well, it's hard and, uh, to see him get that knife to the knee or, you know, that, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, and the thigh. <laughs> yeah. Well, would, and so it, the funny thing is, is this movie started and stopped a couple times. Like, John Wick was done. He 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 was done. He he didn't need to go any further because he had killed uh, Yosef, right? He he had he had taken him out, which... Right. want to talk about that real quick. That scene is fucking insane. Like, that we, whole... The whole time when he's when he takes him out, you know, he gets he gets the idea, he gets the location from from his dad, right? You know, basically, and he goes, the "There's hundreds of men." Yeah, the compound. I, I, yeah. I'm just gonna read that. Read the kill count. So ten were killed, seven hits, zero misses, hundred percent shot accuracy. That in it and it talks about kind of the weapons he used and stuff. So six headshots. So that was actually the the compound scene when he when he takes yeah. out Yosef. Uh, he was a hundred percent with his accuracy. So. <laughs> it seemed like there was more guys there, but you know he told he told him there you know hundreds of guys and they know you're coming. He's like, yep, of course they do, and but he still fucks him up. Is this? Like, oh, what? I know. And Vigo's like smoking a joint. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like oh, I mean, even from the beginning with Vigo, it's like, oh my god, we're so fucked. I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, well, you notice he he starts he's he's indulging more and more as the movie goes. He starts with a shot, then he's drinking more, and he's yeah. drinking more, then he's smoking weed, and then he's yeah. drinking more. He's like, yeah, he knows it's coming. But the main thing I want to talk about is John. John, when he kills uh, Yosef, right? He goes through his whole team protecting him, and he walks up. 
Okay, there is. Let me get to one quick before I go too far deep into that. There is one thing that I have a problem with. Okay. John Wick starts taking these guys out, right, with his gun and stuff like that. At the compound. Then, at the compound. But he was able to put three things of explosives on their getaway cars all at the same time when he's killing all these guys, he's, you know, yeah. and, and then able to blow up his cars. Seemed a little, like, I don't know if you had enough time to do all that, John. Like Maybe he, had, maybe he gave, made a phone call to John Leguizamo's character and said... Hey, activate oh, yeah, yeah. that. Uh, you know that thing. <laughs> Maybe, that you, but that was that was all the your one, all your cars. Yeah, that was the only one because I mean they had that place around. There's no way he's sneaking in on them cars and hooking up explosives and and setting it all up with a remote charge. I get you. Yeah, yeah. That's a that was the only one I was kind of yeah. like, mm, okay. But he walks up to Joseph right he, after he's killed all of his friends and his bodyguards and you know everything, and he's he's cowering like a little bitch. And and he walks up and he starts to say it was just a and boom not even yeah. a fucking doesn't say fucking shit to him. Oh, I know not he doesn't word. flinch. He just he just raises his gun and boom. <laughs> yeah. There's no yeah. It was very well uh, acted. Now now let's back up to the red circle because there's a moment where he has Yosef in his sights. He pulls up his gun. He sees Yosef, and he drops it. It's all it's like nope. I'm not ready yet. You know what? What's that moment about? Is that because he? It was too easy. To, I think he wanted to be more. He wanted to be more close. He wanted to be more personal. Okay. I. I you and know. I'm just curious because uh, I'm wondering why they chose to put that in because it it gives his character a little less empathy when you didn't, say. Didn't he have to? He didn't just drop it though. He had to change direction and shoot someone else. I don't think he just dropped it. He. Had I think change. there was. I think. Well, I think he could have just taken him out right away and been good. Uh, but I, I think, think he, I think he had the opportunity to, to shoot, but he didn't. And did you hear yeah. anything in the podcast about that moment? About well, the, someone did mention it, but they didn't mention it that he just he had him lined up, but then he had to he had to change his angle to shoot another guy, a guard that was coming down on him. And so by you, the time he came back, so do you I think, think it, you think that was he? He got distracted. He would have taken it if he had a moment. Possibly, yeah. I think okay. it was at a distance where he had he had a pause for a second, a little little long. I mean, he was using. There's a, a little ambiguity because it's possible that that also he just he wanted him to he, suffer a little bit more. It's like no, that's. I too think easy. it might have been part of that too. Yeah, he might have wanted to be. I think he wanted to be a little bit closer. He wanted to make it a little more personal when he shot him. Okay, you know, like he wanted him to know that he was kicking his ass and, and taking him out. <laughs> so, uh, but there's that. Um, so John Wick did what you know what we never get in movies where he just takes out the guy. Like it, there's never, there's always this fucking speech. It wasn't just a dog. It was, you know, <laughs> there was none of that, which he could have done. Then we get the flop. It wasn't just and, a dog. I know he did that. He did say that to, to be yeah. I thought that was a little bit of a, a whiny moment. Uh, but, uh, well, but that's, so, you know, that was him explaining, but then, but that's, but we get the whole flip. We get that scene, but then we get the later on where Vigo goes fucking full villain and, and does the whole fucking Dr. Evil. I'm going to tell you the whole story and then walk away without seeing you, you know, killed. Exactly. That was a total bond move <laughs> or bond. Yeah, exactly. Move. And it's yeah. like, come on, man, you guys, you guys have done so well with not fucking falling into the same old fucking trope. Do something different. Like have fucking Vigo, like getting ready to kill him and then have Marcus shoot some people in and or shoot the gun out of Vigo's hand and shit. Fuck it. Go haywire. Don't make it the fucking the bond villain telling his story like, Oh, and I'm going to release the fucking sharks with lasers on their heads and you know the whole <laughs> thing. 
It just it, that was the only thing in this that I was kind of like, come on, guys, you, you, you know, you're you're kind of you're kicking tropes around and doing a good job of not following the same bullshit everybody does, and then you do that crap. I loved when he went yeah. into the church and takes out the uh, the priest, oh, <laughs> you know, or at least well, he at least he shoots him in the leg. It's like he comes in with that high caliber, you know, whatever that is, and just yeah, boom! He's got that, that that rifle, uh, yeah, guy, just and, blasting shit. Right, um, and then he's well, but not only that, boom, but boom, he boom. takes out the money straight from uh well not straight from but nobody does the same right you know he goes in and takes out all the money yeah uh so yeah definitely that same kind of trope uh you know where the dark it's night. kind of a cool cool play you know right it's it's like <laughs> i'm gonna hurt you where it where it hurts the most in, yeah. in your pocketbook which you know like god damn but, but i mean then again too he didn't shoot anybody that didn't need to be shot you know, you had the two ladies working in the in the in the cell. You know, doing the if that was the yeah. other thing is that they they said that he that this is this is where other than Perkins, in which he never really shoots, he never shoots a woman in this one. Which some people went, yeah, you know, it kind of would have been nice to just you know have him have him shoot a, a female guard or or something, you know. Or like when he went into the church, there were the two women <clears throat> counting money. And they were yeah, obviously he, kind of innocents, but he had to kind of threaten the, the priest to open up the, the gate. What if the priest said, no, I'm not going to do it? And he ends up having to shoot the priest. Then what is he going to do? Yeah, it would have been an interesting, um, it, it would have it kind of tested our empathy in a bit if he would have just like said, fucking tossed in a match and said, sorry, yeah. you guys can't get out. You're, you're, you're going down with the, with the church. And, or or um, just have just have a female a female that's a guard or a female that tries to attack him. I mean, I know well, we get I mean, that in the second we movie. We get that. I mean, Perkins obviously he. But he didn't kill her. No, he didn't kill her. But but I I I say take it one step further and because because you're saying a woman, I'm saying an innocent because because. Well, he didn't kill any innocents. I know, but how obviously in his past. He has, you have to, you know, is it, is it, well, that he, you know, well, think, we don't know. I mean, he might be that good that he's never killed an innocent person that wasn't part of like the, the I mean, that's in this world, maybe he's that badass, and, you know, that's the how would he thing. feel if he killed an innocent? Would it, that would, well, maybe would we'll get that him? in four. Maybe we'll get that in four because, you know, he's so good with his gun and, and, everything that he's never shot someone that didn't deserve it well i mean he was raised by the by the russian mafia uh i would say that he would get over it really fast and not really think about it um and then what's the movie uh the uh the one with uh john cusack and and joan cusack where he's the assassin um and narrows it down the two cusacks together no where he has to go back to his his class reunion uh, no, school, I know, but you it, said John Cusack with with Joan oh, Cusack. Right, right, like, right. Oh, right, right. That, um, that narrows it down. Uh, he goes back to his class reunion, and but he's an assassin, and and he has the the relation. You know, he had a relationship with his high school sweetheart that he meets up with, and he has to. That's explain, not Gross Point Blank. Is yeah, it? Gross Point Blank. Um, yeah, with the pencil. That's another. No, that's a pen <laughs> where he actually takes out Benny the Jet with a, with a pen. <laughs> Which but, I've I've sparred with Benny. That ain't happening. You ain't <laughs> taking him out with a pen. No, I know. Benny but that's a great. You up. Well, I, well, John Cusack though trained under Benny the Jet, so so he he knows the moves, and that's a that's another great <laughs> choreo, choreographed scene. But but there's a scene in when he's trying to explain to the 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 girl that that he left behind in in high school that. He was 
you know, he took some sort of test in the military and it showed that he had some, you know, he had a lack of, he had like an apathy uh, towards people that made it so that he was, he was a good candidate to become an assassin, you know, for their, mm. their, their world. And I'm just saying that we haven't really seen that side of John Wick in this. We empathize from him. We don't necessarily see the right. apathetic side of, of what an assassin would truly be. And, and, I think they've kind of uh, avoided trying to explore that because <laughs> You're it, right. it, I, it doesn't necessarily jive with an audience's uh, so, hero. So yeah, what would happen you know? <laughs> if if we would if we'd have seen this from the lens of of Vigo, right? Yeah. What would how how much would have that changed? <laughs> you know, the Baba Yaga's coming. What do we do? Like, oh fuck. You know, that would be that would be good. That would be interesting to see because could you could you change that? Could you make John Wick be the bad guy and and you Yosef, the the victim and and make it, change it from that point of view, you know like they don't actually kill the puppy, you know they go to they go to shush him and he falls over and you know like falls over a knife and cuts his own throat and you know you know it's really not his fault and so, <laughs> but we see it from his angle. So then when you know when when John's after him, it's really just a puppy that was clumsy. You know it's not my fault. <laughs> right. Right. Well, so, I'm not saying I'm not saying apathy means that <laughs> that uh, that Vigo is 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 no, the one we should empathize with. But, <laughs> but, no. but I see your point. Yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, what they do with uh, with Twilight, where the the author that wrote the Twilight series ended up rewriting the series from the point of view of oh. of. Uh, Rather than the girl wrote, wrote from the point of view from of the, the, of the shiny the shiny vampire the sparklies the sparklies point of view yeah Re, rewrote the same story so yeah it's interesting <laughs> I would have liked to have seen it from the the werewolf side because I was always the team werewolf side <laughs> got it I I've, I've actually never I think I've seen the first first movie I never read any of it so I read the first I, I book and I saw the first movie I I'm kind of a sucker for those sort of books that that kind of build and build and build and once it's finally revealed. I get bored. I mean, even <laughs> even what was the one that was based off the Twilight movies, the the Fifty Shades of Grey, which was just a fan fiction oh, yeah. about about the two characters from Twilight that they turned into its own series. Um, I even liked that book, but once it was kind of once it kind of played out the reveal, then it just became ridiculously bad soap opera drama. <laughs> so yeah, teen drama for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things you might I don't know if you if you found this or heard this and and I couldn't find anything more in it, but there was plans for some spinoffs from John Wick. There was I one think, plan called the Ballerina. I think that's still with, listed on. Uh, still listed as coming. As coming There's, in the John Wick series. Yeah. If you so look on the Ballerina, Wikipedia, which is. It's going to be a female assassin uh, from that same Russian uh, ballerina family that he grew up in. So it's going to be her point of view. And then there's also one supposed to be a spinoff of the Continental, which deals with basically the hotel and, and all that. And Which I, I think I, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, you know, and her you talking about, it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Steve's going to like that if, <laughs> if they get get to have it. So those could be still coming. I couldn't find anything specific. Um but this was like 2018, the last thing I saw written on it. Yeah, they actually and have just, a, a Wikipedia page uh, on it. Or it, called nice. Ballet Dancer, redirected from Ballerina. Oh, now I'm not sure. No, that was... <laughs> it, it, right, well, they, uh, they, if you look up John Wick in, in Wikipedia, it lists the films and it shows one, two, three, four, Ballerina and five. But Ballerina and five are to be announced, so... Gotcha. 
um so uh the other there's a couple other cool things um the dog um daisy was actually a young puppy that was phenomenally like for for as young as it was in the movie did a great job in acting like they couldn't grab on cue though they had to digitally add the the (laughs) digitally add the poop the little frosty poop you know (laughs) well and we all know that have dogs that they don't do those little frosty fucking perfect poops no but uh no they don't but that was like almost the only digital stuff they did in the movie so you gotta you gotta say okay i'll give it a pass the thing i loved about it was is he put it down on the blanket and she laid there they don't do that. Like just to get it to stay there, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty good." And then when it comes running up and and jumps on his face and licks him and stuff like that, I was like, "Oh my god, that's so perfect." Now I find out that they put uh, bacon grease on his face to get the puppy <laughs> to do that. And I'm like, "Okay, now it makes more sense." Well, that's because um, they but, want to do it on cue. It's it's tougher otherwise. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it, but it it was such a cute dog. I, I this is this is one of those things where a lot of people are like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that because it's always been that that unwritten rule in in Hollywood that you don't kill kids and and puppies. Um, and they did that. So yeah, they did. Um, pretty rough. I mean, because they could have they could have done this with just having them kill his wife. But I think I actually like the way they did this. It it it, it added more character to John Wick. You know, having him get out and and we see the humanity of him and and his wife and then going through the sickness and her dying and stuff like that. And then this was just a a better new trope. It's a spin on an old trope, essentially. But I thought it it worked so much better. If they would have just been the wife, it would have been different. Yeah. No, I mean, they know how to tug on the the heartstrings. And (laughs) and, uh, that's something that I think Keanu Reeves is really good at, at, at connecting with that that side of of him as a person you know you empathize with him you see the emotional connection he has with something uh he's kind of got that rough rough outer outer shell and then and then you you want to kind of get to know the heart in him and it's <laughs> he, that's where he him. It, it, <laughs> um, and then he gets the pit bull in the end you know right that, right that, which is much more of a uh, uh, an assassin type dog and he's re- you know he's scheduled to be euthanized too so it's like psh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> another 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 score for John Wick, who who not only uh, has his his original dog taken from him, but uh, he rescues one that's going to be uh, taken out. Yeah, yeah. He, he brings another one back to life. Um, someone we haven't really talked about directly was Vigo. Uh, Michael uh, Nyquist uh, was the actor, which apparently he. He passed away soon after this was filmed, is what I heard. I don't know about soon after. I think it was. Well, I think it was years. just a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he was in uh, the original Girl with a Dragon Tattoo series. Yeah, the, not the not the remake, uh, but uh, the ones the from, original foreign Sweden, yeah Sweden Sweden, I think? Sweden ones yeah which which were yeah. really well received. Um, he was so well cast. He right. just owned that character. Um, we didn't necessarily see much of his kind of brutal Russian mafia head side. Uh, mostly, right. it was it was it was just him realizing that you know he's screwed. So, his son is dead, and he has to <laughs> he has to deal with another, it. But. Another major part of this involves him and, and John. That uh, this is where I think the movie had a little bit of a fall off. Was the third act where he ends up fighting him on the way to the helicopter. I, for one, I don't believe that Vigo would have been that badass, that John would have had that much. I mean, he walks through pretty much everybody else, (laughs) 
you know, along the line. And then he has this trouble with this guy. To me, it was just a little, <clears throat> they gave him too much credit. Do you think and, John Wick should have just shot him? Because it was, it was Vigo that said, Hey, let's throw down our guns and go fist. So to fist. here's what, here's how I would have rewritten this. And I think it would have come out better is he, he's running, you know, and he turns around and John's got him on the ground and he goes, you know what? Fuck it. You're right. And he just do what you got to do. And then John shoots him. Okay. Yeah. Spice it up, right? A little better, but not have him get in a physical fight with him. You know, maybe have him try and, uh, you know, okay, let's try and one last, one last ploy to talk to him and maybe try and pull out a hidden gun and shoot and get shot in the, you know, but not, he shouldn't have been physically fighting either that or John should have just whooped his ass. And to the point where he's just, he's, he's, he's given everything, he's taking punches, but not, not being able to land anything. And then he's just on the ground laughing, like hysterically, like, you know, I did everything I could, you know, instead of trying to have him look like an actual badass, you know, I think it, it would have made it a better, you know, or, you know, if you still want to get the point where John is still injured, maybe he does pull a fucking hidden gun and shoot, you know, get a gut shot on John at the same time he gets shot. And then you could have still had him, you know, walk off with the same kind of injury, but having him fight and be better than 90% of his thugs and his, his bodyguards was kind of, kind of shitty. I, I, di I didn't think that worked well. I think they could have set up the fight a little bit more so that in the, the by the time they met, they were a little bit more even handed uh, because John Wick had been through it a lot, but he didn't really get, he, he had the opportunity to kind of get, get hurt a little bit more in the end to where it might've been a, a fairer fight. Where fair fight. Was, yeah, yeah. And rather than him to make the decision to, to toss his gun and go fist to fist that, yeah. Well, I don't know that, that jives. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't fit John. It does. He, he's not someone that's going to give someone an even fight for one. He would have yeah. shot him. Um, the other thing is, is I didn't like the fact that, he pulls the knife into him so that he can then turn and break his arm. Yeah. You know, which I was like, he didn't need to, do, he could have just broke his arm the way it was. He didn't have to get stabbed. Like looking at the angles and everything. Another, so I guess I did find a few things that were flawed. <laughs> uh, uh, that one I was like, he, he didn't need to get stabbed to do that same kind of move. He, he didn't change his grips up so much that he would have lost total control that he couldn't have just, you know, broken his arm regardless of of him holding a knife instead of having to stick it in him you know that was another one that i i just it it didn't hit me the way the rest of the movie did that i think they kind of dropped the ball on it i think it, on, a, on a screenplay it probably may have sounded right and uh, they didn't quite pull it off that great and I, I agree with you that it, it didn't quite come across i think you could well, play those scenes out and make them work if you if you give them a little bit more attention and they put so much attention to so many scenes in this and and that was a little bit you know well i think they really wanted to pay off that beginning with him crashing and and looking like he's gonna die so they had to have him get really hurt so the stab had to come from somewhere that's why i think it would have been better to like have him trying to talk his way out of it and pull a hidden gun get a shot off that actually gut shots uh john at the same time john you know maybe double taps and hits him in the head or whatever so you know, Vigo still gets his his little comeuppance at the end, but he also puts John in that bad position without having to go through this fucking bullshit fight where you know you know John wouldn't have had to fucking defend himself that bad and take a stab in the arm just to break his arm kind of thing. It just sure. yeah. it did yeah. Uh, that, that was that you know small things. Um, uh, D 
Dean Witters, who uh, I don't know if, how many commercials you've seen in the last couple of years, but plays Mayhem in uh, in a lot of the insurance commercials. He was uh, oh. the uh, Avi, I think, is the guy they call him, and he, yeah. he was uh, the Russian. I guess he was, <laughs> you know, speak English. Yeah, speak English. <laughs> and uh, so he was like, I don't know if he was their lawyer or whatever it was, but he had some pretty funny parts and pretty good parts in this. Um, uh, he got he got his good. Uh, I love the ending where they're they're driving away and and he's like, give some someone give me a gun. And this is in the point where Vigo's in the back laughing hysterically because he knows they're fucking all fucked. And he goes <laughs> to hand him the gun and he pulls it back from him a <laughs> like like oh here, no Vigo. And uh, you know he could have gotten away, but no, he takes a pop shot at 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 uh you know uh John Wick uh and he was like, you could have just left why do you got to try and shoot at him and then you know it's like you just seen him shoot every fucking buddy else around you and you're gonna take a stupid pop shot at him yeah well obvious obviously not uh not he's a, not very bright uh, uh, well he's not a he's not tied as much to the violence of the crime family instead i think you're right he's more like a lawyer or something like that yeah because every time every time vigo like is is beating up his son and, and <laughs> he's like he wants to leave and he's like no stay you know you got to see this, or I, I don't know what it's about, but he doesn't want to have anything to do with the violent side of oh, things. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that. <laughs> but maybe he I, still I, thinks I, he's he's a tough guy himself. So has 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 a has. I just the point of him pulling the that, gun, yeah. the pulling him the gun, like handing it, but pulling it back from him, like you do a kid kind of thing. It made me laugh. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, "Oh, good luck," <laughs> you know, <laughs> "Good luck with that." Um, <laughs> We've pretty much hit on all the characters. I mean, we didn't really talk too much about uh, Winston, um, Ian McShane, other than being that he was the owner of the the Continental. Well, some um, of these characters come back a little bit more. Ian McShane, yeah, is the... he has a much bigger role later on. I mean, this one he kind of is there to kind of give um, uh, some juxtaposition of the the world building and like what's going on in the the Continental and kind of that that world that we're getting a little bit of tidbits on. Um, Comes back and plays a huge part in in the next ones with the world building and stuff like that. Great, great character, uh, great actor for it. Uh, I don't know if you know him from much from uh, um, what I can't think of the name of it. He played Swearinger in Deadwood. Deadwood, right, right. Uh, and that's where I that's where I'm. And that's that show your dad loves, right? Oh my God, my dad loves that movie or show so much. Like he has probably watched that. I I'm gonna go on record saying my dad's probably watched that entire series at least ten times through. Because <laughs> um, I know uh, he he every time he used to come up and anytime he stayed for more than a couple days, he would watch a season, at least one season. You know, uh, but yeah, it's it's a good show. But he's he's in that. He plays a con just a great character in that one too. Just cussing all the time and, but he he was really good. Um. Pretty much covers all the main actors, you know. There wasn't too many other, a lot of lot of stunt guys. Um, I heard one of the things they did too, so they they didn't have to have such a huge crew. That <laughs> the stunt crews were like the guys that attacked the house. Those were all guys with wigs on, and then the next time that they had them later on, they had shorter shorter uh, <laughs> hair. So and they could reuse the same on, stunts. Yeah, later stunts. on they had them shaved and stuff like that. So it was kind of like the same guys just getting killed over and over again. Well, they did have the same, you know, they had a couple recurring characters from the Matrix movies, the same, this, the, the kind of the main thug that gets, uh, that 
that actually gets the upper hand at the red circle, shoots him a couple times. That's the same. I think that's Victor. That's uh, Toby Moore. Okay, well, he was also in Matrix Reloaded. He fought fought, uh, Keanu Reeves on top of the truck when they're going down the freeway. He's the uh, one that pokes his head in 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 uh, when uh, at the gas station when he's when he's talking to. That's not who uh, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about oh, that okay. one. I'm talking about the thug that actually throws him over the balcony at the at the red circle and. Oh, drops I thought him. that was still him. No, no, because that guy gets uh, that guy at the at the at the gas station gets killed pretty much right at the beginning of the red circle. He gets his face shoved into the sink and he he, he drowns. I guess. Mm. Um, All right. Well, the the, the next pu- couple of people they just give them names like Nikolai and Ivan <laughs> and <laughs> right uh, a bunch of Russian names. So I'm not sure which one it is, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they have a, they have a, a ton of uh, guys that they they brought in from the Matrix. Um, and I and the Keymaster. Keymaster is the doctor. Keymaster, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and then and then later on in, in the next couple movies, they bring a lot of people in from Matrix. Um, a lot of the stunt team and a lot of the even actors, we get Fishburne back and all that. So oh, that's right, that's right, Fishburne back. <laughs> that's why yeah. people are saying that it's 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 just a, a a reprogramming from the Matrix. That's why he got put back in there, and that's why Fishburne shows up. <laughs> yeah, we should so. definitely do uh, two or two and three in another podcast to talk about about where they oh, go, love, go with this world because I, I, I yeah these are these are fun movies and i'm i actually would love to go uh, and it's funny some of the ones that i listen to uh there's a there's a lot of love for keanu reeves out there from certain people yeah. like uh, um like a lot of people were doing they would do a whole month on one actor so uh like they'd have a keanu month and it would be like you know the matrix and there would be this and point break and some you know speed or some of the other ones and stuff like that and then uh we never did bill and ted uh <laughs> which i i definitely wanted to do i still haven't seen the third one um and i want to do that uh but i would love to do something like that but i thought that would be kind of cool but the actor he has a lot of love on the internet a lot of people just adore well, he's him. a good guy well he, he, they had the whole that whole sad keanu meme going around for a while <laughs> where someone caught a picture of him sitting on a on a on a bench looking a little sad and oh my gosh that turned into a whole whole thing so for, this, for years this is one of the apparently he doesn't own a car and he still lives in in new york or wherever like that and takes public transit there's something about the about humble humble actors uh yeah if, if they can get across that kind of human that humble side of them uh, it seems like a lot of the uh well, the, the trolls on the internet tend to tend to adore <laughs> you instead of instead of ripping well, you apart like they do i think it's like. one of those things is that if if it's a general person like a general love person that everybody's like okay he's not a bad guy and then you <laughs> start to troll on him the regular people are just going to eat you alive yeah and it's like brendan like fraser right now brendan fraser right? has got that kind of that status on on yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the sites that that everyone just so much wants him to to have a comeback and uh, right yeah i like so that it's one it, it's 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 sweet <laughs> it's just well it is it's it's one of those i mean it's 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 the total opposite of you know uh who, who god why can't i can't think of his name um tom cruise <laughs> um, uh you know like where people just like i'm person i'm one of those people i can't stand tom cruise like I, he just irritates me because, uh, and it, you know, it goes back to that that show on Oprah where he's jumping on the couch. Well, yeah, he just, he, he's got some moments where he just comes across as 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 a pompous ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, you got to be careful with showing that side of you where where it, humble is not what you are. Instead, you're just 
obnoxious and well that's uh, the thing is he's never co- he's never come out with preachy. something that he's preachy be- i mean a lot of his a lot of his uh <laughs> you know he comes from the whole church scientology, scientology. And, and and that's gotten a bad rap and for for valid reasons um and you see you you've seen a lot of leaks come from from the scientology about you know some <laughs> of the stuff that he's spread and you just go oh my god this guy's crazy but then he makes good movies and you say well I like his movies though. So that's kind of the, the running like his, theme with Tom Cruise is that people Funny can't is, stand the guy, but they love his movies. Uh, I like his <laughs> movies, but it's hard. I cannot love any of them because of him. It's like if there was a different actor <laughs> in the same movie, I'd probably love it. But it's like Mission Impossible. I'm like, oh my God, I should love this. But he irritates me so much that I can't. Right. You know, so I, I don't know. It's just one of those things, but it's always going to be like, but Keanu Reeves is completely opposite of that. I think he's, he's <laughs> one of those guys that, you know, uh, he could make a shit movie and I'd probably like it more just cause he's in it. Well, he made that great movie on Netflix where he played himself. Uh, this was, this was a couple years ago. It was a, it was a rom-com, uh, that, that one of the, one, a woman, woman ended up dating Keanu Reeves and he, plays himself like a total asshole it's hilarious <laughs> but i mean he can it, he can do go ahead what I, you, i'm, lo- I'm trying to see if i can f- figure out which one it is it was uh, a few years ago uh it's still like I'll always be always, always maybe, be or maybe? Something. yeah, yeah something always like be my maybe yeah That's look it. at that keanu reeves plays himself and uh he's a it, he he because you know he's he's an, he's someone you really despise in the movie, uh, but it, it's comical and uh, and it, he can get away with it. Uh, so but then you know, he's... but then Tom Cruise did that great scene in uh, Tropical uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Tropical Thunder. <laughs> Tropic Thunder, where he plays yeah. uh, you know the producer uh, that right. uh, you know with the fat suit and the the beard yeah. and, and the bald and and, uh... and and most people are like, is that really him, or are they just making fun of him? So apparently Keanu Reeves was in a, a comedy called Swedish Dicks. I want to see it just because it looks fucking funny. <laughs> and the, the name is funny. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I get you. And yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is, is Keanu Reeves had his such a, he had such a great start and, you know, and everybody loved to make fun of him because of his, his uh, less than stellar acting performances yeah. in some of those movies. But he also nailed some of them like, you know, Bill and Ted. I don't think you could have found a better <laughs> fucking Bill and Ted character than, than, you know, what he did, you know, and he did okay in speed and some other things like that, but oh, speed yeah, like Dra- yeah, that was good. Dracula, like fuck, that was just horrible. Um, or what was the, what was the, uh, uh, Shakespeare one, um, with Kenneth Brown oh. directed, uh, much to do about nothing where he played, yeah. <laughs> he played kind of a villain role in that. And that was, that was, yeah. bad. but you know, him and Tom Cruise, you know, we talk about John wick where, where, where Keanu Reeves is doing 90% of his stunts and just really investing himself in doing so much. Tom Cruise does the same thing with the mission impossible movies and really feeds off of that. So they do have some things in common that, uh, we got he to does some of his stunts, but he likes to, he likes to pump it up a lot more than Keanu's like, I just do my stunts. I'm not. I'm. I'm not even trying to tell you about it. But but Tom Cruise is like, oh, but I did all my. Didn't you see me hanging off the side of that airplane? That was really me. And they're like, come on, dude. Nobody believes you weren't on your fucking Apple box next to the fucking female actress, so you could be taller than her. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, he is kind of a short, short guy. But but I yeah, and that's where uh, Keanu Reeves is more humble. 
and Tom yeah, that's Cruise what, is that's not. what it comes and down that, to. And that's something that the internet uh, trolls like to see. Is that is, is Are that you calling me an internet view? troll? No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just say no, the I internet know. is full of trolls, but for some yes. reason they have an affinity towards a, a few, a handful of actors. You got your yeah. Steve Carell, your Brendan Fraser, your your Keanu Reeves, your your Tom Hanks at times, and you know right. there, there's these characters that you just. I think it's what they do outside reason, of the movies. It's yeah. what they do outside the movies, and Tom Cruise hasn't had any of those uh, moments where he's just come off as a super nice guy. No, instead he's come off as as a as real a fucking prick, ridiculous a prick. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And it take it takes like ten nice guys to re- erase one small prick. I don't know um, about prick because you know he had that whole rant on Mission Impossible, the the more recent the one they're shooting now, where he was chewing someone out for not following the the uh, COVID protocols and stuff. And, but that then, doesn't make but then, him not a dick. No, I know. But then you look back on who was the one uh, that uh, did uh, the Terminator Salvation, the uh, all, you know the actor that played Batman in in uh, uh, Batman Returns and Batman Begins. Um, oh, uh, Clooney. No, 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 not, no, not Clooney. Oh my gosh, really, Clooney? <laughs> yeah, I Wasn't can't he think of his Batman? name, but yeah, but he was. That was back in uh, the Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> that's bad no this is uh empire of the christian Sun. bale christian bale he has that kind of notorious uh, uh rant uh that happened when he was on the set of terminator salvation that got a lot of a lot of notoriety on uh, on the internet where he's chewing someone out but he kind of he overcame okay. it or, or people are a little yeah. bit more uh, a little bit more uh, so only, sympathetic only to him reason- because because you kind of connect with the person, you know, when you're, when he comes across right. as a real person, but Tom Cruise just doesn't, he comes across so as the, a, as a Tom Cruise person. got a, Tom Cruise got a little bit of uh good, good vibes out of the whole rant only because it, the, it's the whole COVID thing. And that's so polarizing right now, whether or not, you know, you're, you're for or against or whatever like that. So sure. if, if you're on the side of, of, of what he was arguing and yelling about, you gave you gave him some break. I still don't get. I don't care what he's yelling about. Treating people like shit never is the the right answer. Like he could have done that whole thing with just like, hey, let's let's have a let's have a conversation and let's let's just talk normal instead of fucking uh, ranting on people. Like he fucking like his opinion is better than anybody else's. Well, you know what I, mean? I I don't know. I think I think rants happen. I think you're going to get the best of people that that go on rants. I think there's more to it than that. I think I think there's something else about Tom Cruise that people don't like. But it's that's what I mean is, yeah, going on a rant does not give there. I don't care what you're talking about. Going on a rant does not give you any points. And but some people they're going to forgive where they're not going to. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to give any is, points to to Tom Cruise because because he comes across as such a a, a fake <laughs> and pompous. Ass. Yeah, he's full of himself. <laughs> he's very much. He he is the perfect person. He thinks of himself um, as, right, and but but he so still makes good movies. <laughs> have you have you yeah, have you uh, seen a, a new trailer coming out for Netflix of a show called Kate? Have you I don't seen think that so. Yet? No, no. So uh, I just saw this today. I can't even remember what I was doing, and I came across, and I was like, "Holy crap! It looks it it looks like a new female John Wick style show, or I think it's a movie." Um, and it's coming out it? in K A T E. Um, it, uh, it, it said it's coming out, there I think is, September okay. 10th. Um, Oh, Mary Elizabeth and, uh, Winston. Oh, she was in, uh, what do I know her from? Like the dance movies and, uh, 
she was in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Scott oh, Pilgrim yeah, that was a good one. I like 10 Birds of Prey. Lane. I think Birds of Prey was her most recent kind of big thing. Uh, she was Ramona Flowers, though, in um, in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which oh, sure. fuck, a phenomenal movie. I love that movie. Um, so oh, Live Free uh, or Die Hard. That's right. She was uh, she was uh, Lucy Gennaro McLean. I remember from that. <laughs> OK, so I'll check out the trailer. Uh, yeah. So this this looks like a uh, quick, quick look at the trailer. I was like the just the fighting scenes. I'm like, oh, my God, it looks like a female style John Wick S type movie. Uh, she's a female assassin with 24 hours to get a uh, vengeance on her murderer before she dies. Uh, so I don't know how the hell she knows she's dying in 24 hours, but apparently she goes in and just whoops some ass. Um, according and it comes to out trailer. on Netflix in like a week, right? Netflix in like a couple days here. Uh, week September or so. 10th. Uh, two like days. That. Two days. Oh, okay. Yeah, two days. Um, so no, no, no. We're the first. Not, I was thinking it was the eighth, but it's only the first. Okay. <laughs> so September tenth uh, like is when it comes out, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So like a week for a week from when this will release, because it will be out tomorrow. All so, right. Um, yeah. So if people like John Wick um, style movies, nobody was another one we saw. Um, if you if you haven't seen that, uh, go watch that. Then go back and listen to our episode on it. Um, another one uh, has always been um, Extinction. Or extraction, not extinction. Extraction, which was another one of our episodes that we did. That was a um, Helmsworth uh, movie. Right. Chris Helmsworth, very, very much gung fu uh, action. Very, if you like the action in, in John Wick, um, I think this to me, I actually liked it a little bit better, only because the lighting showed the action so much cleaner um, in in Extraction compared to John Wick, where a lot of the fight scenes were darker, so they could hide a little bit more. This one yeah. was a little bit more lit up, so it was a little cleaner in the movements and little little sharper and and but but fucking excellent movie. Um, story wise, uh, on par, but I don't know. Maybe maybe give the the story to John Wick on that one, but action action holds up for sure. Well, and then I'll throw out the things I've already mentioned too. Unforgiven, this heavy drama with Unforgiven, mm-hmm. Collateral. The Tom, if you can handle Tom Cruise, <laughs> it's it's really a good, solid movie. And and then I just saw a trailer for Old Henry, uh, which you can check out with Kate yeah. uh, to see uh, to see something that again more yeah. drama so style, but that same sort of yeah. revenge revenge style. If you like if you like the story of the the assassin has to go against the bad guy and bad guy has to give up his family road to perdition apparently is a good one okay and then the raid redemption is is another action-based movie that's supposed to be really good uh and i can't i can't give more props to unforgiven that is probably one of my top 10 movies overall for i is one of those movies that i can watch anytime and still get into uh i don't know if it's just the performances from from uh, Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman or the story or what just it's so sad and so good that it's it just one of those it's like I can't, I can't explain why I like it so much but well, I do it's an interesting character exploration too especially coming from Clint Eastwood because you see almost a 
character arc in the human of Clint Eastwood because you know he came from from the uh, the Dirty Harry movies, which uh-huh. are much more you know shoot him <laughs> and ask questions later, and and where this is almost like him trying to redeem himself from those movies where he was more yeah. not 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 caring, and 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 so it's an exploration of his own philosophy as an actor. Uh, it's it's brilliant, yes. I, I love it. I think it's also one of those two. It's like if grandpa was a badass, you know, it's like, it's like you know, literally it's like I, I'm, I'm retired from all that, but if you drag me back into it, you're going to, you're going to pay son. I yeah. might do it a little slower, but I'm going to get it done <laughs> kind of thing. And just, it is such a touching movie. I, it's, it's one of my favorites of all time. Um, yeah. If you haven't watched that, that's a must, must see yeah. um, movie. I, I believe a hundred percent. Cool. Um, Next week, we are back with our MCU group uh, with Bo and Nina coming back. We're going to be doing Black Panther, nice, okay. uh, which will be another very interesting uh, podcast because uh, it's uh, <laughs> interesting to see how that all flows out, how, how everybody feels about it. Um, I'm taking off on, on a vacation tomorrow, and I'll be back on, 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 on yeah, this is our annual uh adventure mm. to the, to the gorge that's where right we're gonna go see a music festival dave matthews band uh in fact i i poured my drink in my in my uh fire dave matthews, dave matthews band uh, <laughs> tumbler too just to kind of honor that but well, so, at least it's only a movie so i mean you, well you i'll be able to that. catch i'll watch it again on on tuesday i'll try to catch it uh um on, on are you guys tuesday. flying or driving driving <laughs> Download it, download it, and watch it on the way. I don't. Well, no, I'm driving, so so uh, even better. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, kidding. right. No, I'll, I'll make sure I, I see it before we podcast, because because yeah, I know I know what we'll be talk we'll be talking about some uh, uh, issues more you know along with uh, some uh, some I mean I I think it's an interesting one because because of you've kind of teased that that uh, it's not it's not one of your it's favorites. Not one of my favorites. No, no, I know it's not. And uh, and so I think it'd be good to kind of explore the good and the bad about it. And uh, well, and that's what I that's why I'm 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 happy we're going to do this because it is one of those I, I enjoy when we don't have exactly the same attitude on them where where one of us likes a little more than the others or whatever. Um, and and it, I'll be I'll be curious to see why you guys like it compared because I have some I have some theories of why people like this movie so much compared to others and why I don't care for it as much. So It's tough right now because we've been doing so much with the MCU that I'm getting a little burned out on it. And so I'm curious, <laughs> I'm curious how I'm going to respond because part of me just is like, I'm tired of watching these MCU movies. So I might be a grumpy old man talking about it. Um, and uh, But at the same time, I want to try to... I mean, I, I, I do remember really... Uh, enjoying a big part of it i didn't like the cg i thought I, I well, let me ask I'll you, make sure i talk uh, about that but yeah well i guess i'll save it because uh, that's one of the things that rewatchability for me is is a big point in mcu and, and we'll talk about that because okay. i think i think a lot of people liked it but i don't think it has the rewatchability that others do um yeah so we'll have those guys back we'll be doing that um and then uh i think after the week after that we may tackle loki um if everybody's up for it i, yep. I think we've We've had enough time for everybody to watch it, and yep, uh, I wanted it. to get it before it's too late. Um, and I think then, it's a good um, idea. yeah, then I'll, I'll probably put another poll out to see what we'll do the week after that. We'll probably get back into another another couple movies. Um, little that's right. Movie. We're, we we've got to go see. Uh, I know. I know. Alicia wants to see Candyman. Can, oh, Candyman! <laughs> Candyman would be a good one. That might be fun to do a, a live one on that. Um, yeah. There's also Shang Chi. Um, is a, as another Marvel. Not, not that. Want to throw that at you too much, but um, 
There's just a couple other movies coming out too that I think would be fun to do. Uh, also, yeah, I'd love to throw some more. I, lo I love these old movies that we talk about, the things that, you know, 80s, 90s, you know, early 2000s, things like that, that, sure. that were big movies that, that have a, a, a resonance with us or even, even older ones. Um, working towards our 100th episode, we're still looking for ideas. Um, we also and, and, uh, and before before we get to John Wick four, we'll probably have to throw throw the two and three in there somewhere along the line. Oh, for sure, yeah. we'll do two and three. <laughs> I I would also love to go back and do Matrix, even if we did all all three <laughs> together, um, just because it is it's such an important movie to a lot of people and, and had such an impact on this on this cinematic world. Um, we're still working on logos for our t-shirts. We did get an email, so someone will be getting a t-shirt. We'll talk a little bit more about that email next week because. I wanted to wait for, for Nina to be on because it's actually a friend of Nina. So um, we'll talk about that then. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll have a, a new logo by then so we can actually do a cool T-shirt because I don't really want my bug on it. <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> else would want to wear it either. So we'll do that. Um, but, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening if you're still with us. Uh, you know, once again, if you have Apple uh, Podcasts uh, app, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe. Um, it helps us out. Maybe we'll get some more listeners. I've also changed up the the <laughs> I changed up the the naming convention of our thing, so maybe we'll start showing up on searches because I realized that by putting HWSI in the front, it kind of screws up the search engine. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll start seeing more more traffic that way. Um, but yeah, uh, and then you know, let your friends know if, if you enjoy this, or let us know at our uh, email, which is the h the dot hwsi dot podcast at gmail dot com. Join us on our Facebook group, uh, or if not, just, you know, if you can't find the Facebook group, hit me up at, uh, I don't know how you find me on Facebook other than just my name, Noah Overton, and and then, then I can let you in from there. Um, or Make sure it's Noah, Facebook. too, because I don't do much uh, social media. Yeah, Steve, Steve uh, has, a, has a Facebook, but you're never going to catch him there. No. Um, I've tagged him on three or four things lately, and I'm sure he doesn't even know about it. <laughs> and then uh and then also we have our instagram uh the hwsi podcast um join us there uh, i post every week i'll show i uh, show off our drinks so you can see what they look like um and then yeah that's about it sweet anything from you steve no i'll i'll forward mm -hmm. you the pictures of my drinks and uh and the uh the recipes on those because <laughs> i i these Maybe it was just the bourbon was really good, but uh, I was <laughs> I my my conversation was flowing a lot more than it normally does tonight, and I think the bourbon had something to do with that. So I, I think it was, it was also the, it was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that uh, my uh, bring a knife to a gunfight um, got better the more I drank it. So um, <laughs> alcohol typically works that way. <laughs> well, yeah, it was interesting. It, I don't know if it was just something got stuck on the top, but yeah, it was definitely take more. It, it got tastier the lower I got into it. So nice. Um, nice. So yeah, was it as bad as I was expecting? I love the so. mezcal drink that the the zapatos or whatever the thing was called, but the bourbon and the mezcal with the orgeat and uh, it, it was it was awesome. And then and then the and then the bitters. So so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make sure I add that to my to my <laughs> to your my go to go to repertoire i like that yes there you go yeah the repertoire yeah that uh i still plan on doing that for the birthday i want to i, I want to try and have some of our drinks set up so that we can have uh people can try them uh at my birthday party if, well if it still happens Alyssa has to have knee, uh knee surgery so we'll see so okay uh, my my birthday may get postponed oh oh my gosh yeah 
So we'll, we'll I'll, I'll talk to you more about that tomorrow, I think. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for us tonight. Um, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll we'll see you. All right, hail Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> Good night.